and grab another beer Just live day to day like we've been doing it for years When after all it's neither there nor here So no, yeah, I says the Mabel, I says. Do you want to find out about Mabel recently? Oh, yeah? I read, um, they was the writer of that episode. He was like, I've been asked so many times, and as far as I can tell, we just made that up on the spot, and that is not a reference to any book, movie, poem, TV show, anything. He said, <laughs> it's just something, but he says the most, one of the most common questions he always, always got asked was, what's, what's that a reference to? <laughs> what's up with- it's like nothing What's going on with Mabel Yeah no. He was like I don't know why That struck a chord With people But it really Really did Like, Yeah I don't know It's just one of those things That just always makes me laugh I know yeah But I was just like If I could have started reading It was like The title of it Was like the answer to Where does Mabel come from I was like Oh yeah. finally gonna find it yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like It did like, But it wasn't the same <sighs> So we're back um, um, I think this is a first for us Doing a, a, a party I almost said Halloween a Paddy's Day special. We haven't uh, done that before, have we? Uh, I don't think so. We usually do just slapping times on Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. So now we've got Paddy's Day too. Which, yeah. Happy Paddy's Day, everyone. It's happy Paddy's Day. definitely Paddy's Day when we're yeah. recording this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 6 a.m. and. <laughs> <laughs> already cracking a beer. And, yeah. You know. F- fittingly, I am hungover. <laughs> I'm not. I'm still drunk. <laughs> you can't get hungover if you stay drunk, kids. <laughs> and I. Th- di- we did talk about this in the the first episode we did this year, didn't we? We discussed doing these movies or we just discussed doing something. I think so. I think. We, this has been mentioned before, yeah. yes. So we chose like Irish specific yeah, martial arts we did movies. It. Yeah. Irish action movies, although that's a bit liberal for one of our Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was gonna be an action epic, yeah. but it uh it it fell flat. Yeah. Lee. So we do we did uh just if anyone wants to Watch and join, like, start the podcast again. We did Fatal Deviation, Deviation, um, and Moving Target, both of which are available on YouTube. And they're fantastic watches. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we watched the new Michael Flatley movie that came out last year called Blackbird. I almost forgot already. <laughs> <laughs> you might need you to do some of the heavy lifting in this podcast, Thomas. <laughs> no problem. Although I've got some Beamish, so I'll be, should be, all right. I'll be flying in no time. I just realized, I think, I'm going to have to edit this out after we do Lethal Deviation first. I should probably go get my notes for the other two upstairs. I knew I was forgetting something. <laughs> well, that's fine. <laughs> Although my notes for Blackbird are pretty short. Yeah. It's pretty much just... My notes for Moving Target are extensive. Yeah, mine are... <laughs> like, I got planning for Moving Target. I was like, it just keeps getting better and better. Yeah, yeah so you didn't... We Oh, that was a question. Did we watch this as a slapping times? A non-podcast slapping times? The Fatal Deviation? Yeah. No, I think we watched it hungover at your house it. one time. Yeah. yeah, I remember it was me and you and Damien, and I want to say maybe Kieran and maybe oh, somebody yeah. else at your old house. Because one of the funniest things is like I remember we were chatting about it, and I just remember Damien's comment so much. He's like, do you, I was like somebody was like, do you think this got played in a cinema? And he was like, this got shown in a community center with everyone who was in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah. yeah, that sounds about accurate. To answer the question, this did not get a theatrical release or straight to video. Mm. Yeah, there's some interesting facts I found afterwards, so uh, I'll go into them at the end. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this has the movie has the distinction of the first ever um, Irish martial arts movie. Is it actually genuinely? Yeah. That's a yeah. fair play to them. And it only took them to 1998. <laughs> 
And Jackie Chan had probably made about 50 martial arts movies. <laughs> yeah, and presumably he's seen none of them. and if he did see any of them he decided not to try and even mimic any of the techniques even slightly (laughs) well well, one of the facts that i found out is that this the our guy james p bennett jimmy bennett i think he goes by in in this movie um he there was some like uh interest in him from like some big studios for like a movie with uh I don't know, it might have been Steven Seagal or someone like that. Mm. But they couldn't, they they needed like to see some, like, what he'd done or whatever. So he just made this movie as like a audition tape, basically. Oh, right. He never okay. made anything before. It was just all to be like, here's what I can do hmm. to show like some big studio. So that's why we've been given this gift. Given this blessing. Yeah. That's a nice title to have. The first Irish martial arts movie. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's pretty good going. Like, We wouldn't be here today doing this podcast without it. I'd say that let blaze the trail for moving target and then Blackbird by proxy. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> the first note I have here is that clip art title screen. There's like the, 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 movie, the, the word just like comes up. I think like rotates slightly and yeah. goes on, on the screen. It's like the stuff you used to do when you're a kid. You know, like Word. It's like, ooh, I can yeah. make it all like rainbow colored and like, yeah. oh, bigger and smaller. So you immediately have a rough idea what you're getting yourself in for. Did I say already that you didn't rewatch this one? No, I, I don't remember. think so. So I'm not rewatching this yeah. one. But uh, it'll be. Right. It'll I'll be try bur- and, I'm sure I'll refresh your memory. It'll be burnt. Oh, I think I still remember a lot of yeah. it. Yeah. I thought I did. <laughs> <laughs> the opening's very memorable. That's probably the most fun from. Uh, it's just him going back to his house, isn't it? And it's pure like yeah. It's like he starts off in this uh, in this wee room, packing up his paint, his like f- picture frames or whatever. And then he leaves, and it's like he leaves. It walks out of this place that basically looks like a castle, but there's a wee wooden sign that says Saint Claude's Reform School, and it's just like this wee tiny <laughs> like <laughs> placard beside this door. And then he walks out, and it's a big castle that he's leaving. And then he walks down the road. I don't know how long, how long he's been walking with his like sports his gym bag over he's his shoulder. Gym bag with his entire life on his yeah, back. Yeah, like. and he just like, it looks like he just like stumbles across his abandoned house, which is padlocked. And then he picks up a stone and breaks the padlock off and goes in. And the whole place is wrecked. So someone wrecked it, but then locked the door after them <laughs> with a padlock, presumably. And that makes sense. I can see logic there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's like all these weird... Um, flashbacks that happen in it where like in in this house of his dad i think we learn but it's just him doing like i think i called it like smelling your own farts jitsu because he's just like looks like he's wafting he's like sitting moving his arms wafting his farts in them he's like i, I think i remembered he's it's supposed to think it's supposed to be he's like refining his tea or something yeah, like that yeah. but it just it doesn't look right and it just keeps flashing back to this it's not really explained for ages and then you get wee bits of information all the time um <laughs> yeah so he goes into this gaff which is his dad's or maybe where he i think oh yeah because there's another flashback where um him and his dad are fighting uh he puts up like a punching bag hmm. in the present day and then it flashes back to him and his dad practicing on it so yeah it is like his home gaff or whatever and that's pretty sure you kind of get the hint that his dad was obviously some kind of like like fighter wasn't it like yeah you kind of get hints that obviously he must have been you know trained from birth to be the yeah because when he goes into that house he takes 
he finds his box, which I thought might have been his old like porn collection or something. But he, he opens it up and dusts it off, and <laughs> DVDs of Jackie Chan, fucking <laughs> <laughs> Bruce Lee, and all that other shit. Like, but he dusts that off. It opens it up anyway, and there's a is it a gi? You call it the karate? Like, yeah, a gi. Yeah, and it says Bennett on it, which presumably is just the actor's own. Because his name is James Bennett and, his, <laughs> yes. and he plays Jimmy Bennett. So it's probably just his own karate gear. Do you think he played Jimmy Bennett? Because he was like, I'm never going to be able to respond to a different name. Well, <laughs> I'm pretty sure like all, I think like all the, the names of the people in this is just their own name. Oh, really? <laughs> like, yeah. Well, all the ones that I noticed anyway, like I noticed for a couple of them where it's just the same name when I was looking up on IMDb. But yeah, anyway, he gets set up in his gaff anyway and then he goes to Londis, <laughs> which is an Irish supermarket well maybe not super an irish shop for those of us i don't even you don't even get them anymore do you uh, every once in a while but they're yeah. definitely dying breed yeah it's like an emo petrol station yeah <laughs> and then these middle-aged two looking show up <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird it's like they're acting like kids all of them's like balding and, <laughs> <laughs> and they're just going in like being a nuisance and like eating pastries without paying for them and all this here shite. And they well, don't they like push somebody over like fucking into 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 like tins or something? Or no, they they're like they're messing around. That the the doll who becomes the love interest is um she's stacking up a big tower of uh, That's right. kitchen roll or something or toilet roll, hmm. and one of them goes and messes with it, and she's like, "I'm only after building that." Hmm. And then Jimmy comes up and he's like, "What are you doing?" And kicks him with the balls and then. Pushes him into the toilet roll, and she was only after building that. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> so it's actually Jimmy that wrecks the gap. Yeah, it, it kind of defeats the purpose because he's <laughs> yeah. like trying to stick up for her, and then just causes her more work. Like, yeah, it's and it's weird that they put the emphasis on that she was just after doing it, and then <laughs> and then he, <laughs> he wrecks it, it up. Like. But really, love interest is actually surprisingly played by Nicole Kidman. <laughs> <laughs> With a great she was on hard times. <laughs> Um, what else have we got here oh yeah and then he leaves and there's another like altercation oh yeah there's this boy who approaches the the doll and what's her name I can't even remember Nicola was it yeah Nicola because like she could actually act so Nicola was like I'm fine being called Nicola yeah 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 just gonna make a slight tweak. She was a bit embarrassed, so she's like, Nicole, make it Nicole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'd be like if Tom Cruise was in it, he'd be called Thomas Cruise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tommy, Tommy Cruise. Um, yeah, so this boy goes up to her and like corners her and is like, What's his name? Mickey, Mikey, Mikey wants to, wants to see her or something. And then there's this weird shot where the camera like just goes from them and shows this like wizard looking guy in the distance <laughs> and then the camera goes back to them and then your boy that was harassing her like moves out of the way and he's like where'd you come from and jimmy's just standing behind him and then he like racks them and kicks him and all this here <laughs> and he's got his shopping with him and he like batters him and like i don't know says something to her and then he gets home and his eggs are all smashed <laughs> <he>, like, <laughs> it's <is> so stupid <laughs> I wrote first he wrecks wrecks my toilet roll and now this wrecks my eggs oh yeah and then he's like he says to her it's okay I know what it's like to be bullied 
Because there's like a, there was a wee flashback where he got bullied and that's why he started fighting and that's like the whole yeah that's why his dad tried to train was, him wasn't it and yeah. the reason he ends up in reform schools because he like took it too far or something isn't it because he looked really remember to be honest, I feel like that's what it was it's like, it's like that's the whole kind of reason he was in reform schools because he's like too much of a badass uh, but I thought <laughs> which that was he is in all fairness is, compared to every other person in that movie he's pretty badass <laughs> um I was gonna say uh. Don't know. It's gone. No, shade. Well, continue on. Like I'm, like as I remember. Oh yeah, I was gonna say I thought that was gonna be a theme then about bullying, but it's not really. It's kind of brought up like that, like twice yeah. early in the movie, and then just never mentioned again. Yeah, it's weird. If anything, he became the bully. <laughs> yeah. Like it's weird that they established that in a flashback, and then he says, "I know what it's like to be bullied." Almost like it's like building something, but no, that. Yeah, like maybe the enemy would be his bully or something like that, and he gets his own back. But no, the enemy is a surprisingly <laughs> sneaky old man, from what I remember, because I'm the old man <laughs> that is the the, best. that is kind of like I suppose a mob boss character who is definitely a pensioner who is just in the town. He must he sneak has, up on the main character about five or six times. He is the best line delivery. He just like really oversells everything, <laughs> like oversells it, and like there's I don't think he even ever uses like um, what do you call it when. When you combine words as a smaller word, contractions. Yeah. I don't think he ever uses them. He'll always say, like, it is time to... Uh, <laughs> it's really, like, over I guess even he doesn't say it yeah. or can't or something yeah, like that. Yeah. It's like, I cannot yeah. do this. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, it goes... Does it, I think it might go to him then and uh, his, like, henchman and be like, he's back. He's back in town. <laughs> it's like he's back in town after 10 years but he was just a short walk up the road <laughs> apparently yeah, like yeah. he was just <laughs> was, he was definitely well within a 10 minute drive yeah I don't know where he was supposed to be it never really says I don't know so if it's supposed to be far the, yeah, away these, or... these badass gangsters can't break into a fucking school <laughs> also yeah, I don't he's know. like 30 coming out of school how long was he in that school for yeah he went into school at 20 and came out at 30 I've got one of his lines written down here. Would you like to work for me? <laughs> That's how he says it. That's his whole scheme, man. Because he, well, spoilers. The oil man turns out, we eventually get through the flashbacks that the oil man killed his dad. Mm. And then he's, that's his big scheme. It's like, wouldn't be wouldn't it be hilarious if it, I hired his, him? His son. Because that's another thing I want to point out, that his dad was the original badass at the time. And I think he's like channeling his chi or praying or something and doesn't the old man kill him by sneaking up on him he like sneaks up with him with a sword or something and, and he like he, he like i think it's supposed to he cuts off his head or stabs him and all i could think is there's supposed to be this brilliantly well-trained martial artist and he's sitting down like focusing you think he's like focusing in the world around him or focusing inwards and this pensioner <laughs> who just sneaks up on him by simply walking through his unlocked front door after he's own, annoyed him in his, his own, own house <laughs> with a sword unsheaths it and stabs him in the back I was just like, I don't know. <laughs> that's that's the only part of the movie I thought was unrealistic. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. And this is when, uh, so the boy Mickey there that is or Mikey. I keep I'm going to keep calling him Mickey. Mikey that uh, is after your woman. He's there as well, and it like keeps. I think this is the part where it keeps like every time it cuts to him, it like zooms in, and it just like goes back to them chatting, and the camera goes to him, and it's closer, and it just keeps zooming in, and Mickey or Mikey. Is whose real name is Mikey? <laughs> I was going to say whose real name is Michael. <laughs> no, it's Mikey. Mikey from Boyzone. 
it's his first acting gig and Wait. he was in Boyzone at the time apparently oh jeez yeah. oh god that's taking a piss there no. fuck he's actually a member of Boyzone uh, and then we get a scene where she comes to his your man Jimmy's house to thank him and it produces this pie out of nowhere and he's like she's like I baked it myself but she clearly got it from fucking Landis like <laughs> <laughs> it's in the wee, like yeah I baked it myself it's in the wee foil tray and everything like. <laughs> and they keep using this gong sound effects every time it cuts it on it goes like gong but I think they stopped it's used it, it, it happened twice and then I wrote it down and, I, and then I didn't notice it anymore so maybe I got used to it maybe they just gave up on that sound effect hmm. Oh yeah, I know that it keeps zooming in on Mikey for some reason. Well, it's probably because uh, he was the actual only famous person at the time. And you're like, oh, we need to give him a lot of screen, yeah. like, screen time. Because people, it'll add more legitimacy to their martial arts epic. Yeah. And at somewhere around this point, I think we get our first like montage thing. And he's it cuts to him, Jimmy, up the top of a mountain doing uh, like... It's like him at like twilight, isn't yeah. it? So you can kind of see a shadow and he's like doing like kicks and going But like, it's like, I wrote down pure Mac from, from I just Always Sunny. I was to say, that's what I remembered. <laughs> it's, it re- like it is, it's so bad, like it's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, so the whole, and then the whole like, we're introduced to the whole like sort of what the movie's based around is this tournament that they have in the town. Mm. And the, the, the plan of the oil man and his gang is that if they win the tournament, they'll have control of the whole town somehow. Of course, yeah. Because, <laughs> I don't know. Well, no, that, that happens in a square every Friday night, man. Just people scrapping <laughs> yeah. for control of the town for the next for, week. Like. For the honour. <laughs> for the honour. To be mayor for the week. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, they, it's something, they say something about um, they'll get the respect of the townspeople and then they can do whatever they want or something. <laughs> And uh, it's actually because uh, right, I said Ireland was a simple place in the nineties. <laughs> so you, you win the fighting tournament, it's like oh, you have a respect. <laughs> There's um, and I don't know if he comes into it yet, but another actual famous person that's in it is good old Stephen Seagal shows up at one point, but he isn't actually to hide himself. He doesn't go by Seagal; he goes by Seagull. Yeah, <laughs> he comes in yeah towards the end, from what I remember. Uh, I was just when he mentioned the tournament, that's all I could remember is the joke because the reason i remember and that was definitely on purpose because i one of the things i found out is that he, jimmy B- bennett is a big fan of steven seagal is so it? he definitely purposely called, well, called him seagull because that's pretty badass yeah <laughs> well one of the reasons i remember that so well is because whenever we first watched it, it was obviously the second day maybe having a few beers but you know not all brain cells firing off and i was yeah. like why the fuck did they call somebody seagull and somebody just around me went steven seagal and i was like Oh, I I honestly didn't get that at all. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I remember his character. Yeah, so I well. remember being conf- really confused. I was like, did he? It might have been me that said it because I I do remember being like, did is he called Seagull because of Steven Seagal? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, he's dressed exactly <laughs> like him. <laughs> um, that guy does seem pretty crazy. I don't know what that is. This, this, this isn't the mystical monk that comes into it to help Jimmy Bennett. Oh yeah, no, he that that is what it is. He um him and the dollar away for a wee walk in the woods and then the monk appears yeah. and he tries to tell him to do some training or something. And then he's like, Go away, you're crazy. And I wrote down he does seem pretty crazy. That is actually <laughs> like the really logical thing to do. Just <laughs> so, there's this creepy old man, this creepy yeah. old man in the woods coming out and being like, a big massive this. beard, just wear, like in a monk outfit, and he just like, keeps appearing. And yeah, he's pretty weird. Like, okay, let's get you back in the scene. <laughs> yeah. And then 
Yeah, so he goes to go into the pub then, and it's the pub like run by the this gang or whatever. Uh, but there's two boys at the door, and they stop him. So instead of just going like, I'll go for a pint somewhere else, he batters the two lads and then goes on into the pub. Oh, of course he. And then orders a drink. And uh, <laughs> there's some, I could have written down so many lines in this movie, but I just had to stop myself. And part of me was like, Thomas will probably write down the other ones. Yeah. <laughs> but there's, 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 a, a, there's a great moment in here where uh, I think it's the, but the bar or the barman like brings someone their drinks and they get it wrong or something and then like one of them does something or says something and then Jimmy just goes over and like throws him off the chair and like starts a whole big thing and then uh, obviously knocks shite into everyone and then the barman pops up with a shotgun and I think it, <laughs> yeah and he's like get the hell out of here you tullyard bastard you. <laughs> <laughs> And he hits the shotgun in Jimmy's face, but then Jimmy just takes it off him and hits him with it and <laughs> hits him with the gun and then aims at him and then throws it and says, fuck you and your gun, you prick. <laughs> <laughs> he turns his back and just gets shot in the back then. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, he goes up to the boy then that, it, that he put on the ground and was like, oh, he says to him, he's like, I don't think I'll be joining your gang. I think I'd just step on too many toes or something like that mm-hmm. and i was like there's a missed opportunity to literally step on his toes as he was leaving that'd be hilarious it'd be even better if you did it like two or three people's feet in a row so it's like stepping on cracks <laughs> and like, the side of the paper. like <laughs> yeah <laughs> take that you bastards i don't know what that quote is i have just what the fuck is this <laughs> i think that must have been one of my own editions i don't know what that's in reference to <laughs> Maybe it's just a general idea of the whole movie sometimes, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I wrote down, you're a wizard, Jimmy, because the monk comes to his door and gives him like a piece of paper for the tournament. <laughs> and then he's chatting to the doll about it. And she's like, oh, that's a big deal. Where'd you get that? And he's like, the monk. And he turns around, the monk's gone. He's like, <gasps> <laughs> he's actually just hiding behind, behind the cold bunk or something. <laughs> and then we enter. Well, I don't know if Jimmy was thinking of this movie in acts, but it would be act two, I suppose. It starts with a training montage with him. I wrote pure Irish training montage, getting hit with a stick in the woods. I don't know if you remember this, but he's got like like logs on each arm and one on his, one of his feet, and he's like on one foot, and the monk's just there slapping him in the belly with a stick. Hmm. And that's that's how you do training. I remember that because pretty much every scene with the monk is, I'm pretty sure, in the same spot in the same forest. <laughs> just yeah. him doing kind of weird stuff. And then I must, I wasn't paying attention, and I was like, I've wrote a question. Did the montage end? And then we went back to the montage again. But what I really, what actually happens is the whole second act is just montage after montage. <laughs> just co- keeps going back to him training. Suppose- he gets in a wee fight. Then goes back to training. It just keeps going. <laughs> I suppose if it's if it's kind of an audition tape, I suppose it's kind of more like yeah. I'm, I'm not really I'm not, I'm, I'm not auditioning to write a movie, but I'll yeah. show you that I can do I montage to, after I montage. I have to know? do push ups and kicks and yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff. You know, <laughs> it does make sense. Yeah, in a way, <laughs> like I'll give them credit where credits due. Like, yeah. <laughs> and we're I think during this whole part two we're still just getting like slowly drip fed more information from the monk because the monk knew his dad the monk knew and his the monk dad trained and... his dad i believe and he trained him possibly for the competition <laughs> i believe i remember that yeah i think i had i think there was a funny quote to do with that too <laughs> but anyway oh there was a moment where 
our adult hooligans, uh, our middle-aged hooligans, uh, tell Mickey, Mikey about uh, Jimmy. Oh, they, yeah, that's right. They tell, they found him in the woods. And it's like, but it's like really weirdly shot where like they walk in and he's just there with a sandwich and a cup of tea and a fag. And it's like, as if he, but it's like presented like he's pure hard, but he's just having a wee tea break. Like, <laughs> it's really strange. <laughs> yeah. It's like picking some tough bastard. It's like, hold on, I'll, I'll be, I'll be with you in a minute. Just having, having a wee tea break here and then I'll, uh, <laughs> just gonna have a few custard creams. <laughs> yeah. And then they go to a picnic. Oh Yeah. This is important because it comes back at the end. They're having a picnic and it's the weirdest picnic. There's just a scattering of oranges all over a blanket. <laughs> and he's like, he says to her, close your eyes and he's holding up a flower or something. But then he hears these motorbikes because Mikey was like saying, get the lads and get some motorbikes, specifically motorbikes. I don't know for what reason. And go get them. So they they go on the motorbikes and he has to fight them. Well, it's easier to transport somebody who you've tied up on the back of a motorbike than it would be in, say, like the back of a car or a van or something, you know? Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. At, at this point, I, I noted the, the cheesy 90s alt-rock pop soundtrack, <laughs> which I think was just all one guy, because I noticed, and I was trying to find it and I couldn't, but on the end credits, there was one name, for music by, I think it was Donal something. And I meant to look it up, but I didn't get around it and end up to see what the crack was with him. Do you think there's a Spotify playlist? Just fucking... <laughs> 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 Little deviation uh, uh, soundtrack. I think it's just all original music by him and it just has that like vague... Just that, that sound of the 90s kind of... Yeah, that yeah. vague like um, Counting Crows light kind of <laughs> sound, if that makes sense. <laughs> And this is when I realized the entire second act is a montage because it just keeps <laughs> going, going with the music over and over. Yeah, so there's really nothing to report here at that point. So that's the thing. It's like the first part is so much fun and then it goes goes montage and then the end is just the tournament. Oh no, there is some fun actually towards the end. That's right. I uh, remember the tournament being kind of fun because it's like all the extras are definitely... All the, ex- all the people fighting in the tournament are definitely just people from yeah. his hometown's martial arts club yeah. sparring in like a barn, or not like a barn, but like some kind of old structure. And that's definitely all of who all of those people are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wrote the whole town turn up to the tournament in some castle dimly lent with torches and bays, hay bales everywhere. And the monks just there. <laughs> and before every fight, the monk goes, there are no rules. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we, yeah, we, we, we have it the first yeah. time. Oh, yeah, I noted he goes pure karate kid and remembers his training to win the fight because he's fighting. Oh, yeah, before this, uh, Seagull turns up. And he's a big beast of a man. And obviously he wins all his fights and Jimmy wins all his fights. But he's getting like, he's getting beaten first. And then he like, he like thinks back to his training. And then he like, and he even does like a sort of like big spinning kick thing to end it and everything. And it is just like, Wonder how it's many like the wax on, wax off, karate kid thing. Like it's like. I wonder, yeah. I wonder how long it took him to do that. Like do the big spin kick thing. Because if I remember right, it's like. Wonder is like was that one shot? Was that one take? Was it? <laughs> Probably actually. Yeah. Um. Oh, this is like my favorite thing that I forgot about, and then it like came back to me, and I was like, oh, and, uh, "There's the part where the guy. I don't even remember who this guy is. He leaves." He walks out of this caravan with a cowboy hat on and we like speedos and goes over to this ghetto hot tub, which is a bathtub with a fire under it. 
Do you remember that? <laughs> no, but <laughs> no. I wish I did. Also, I loved what she called it, a ghetto hot tub. Yeah. <laughs> it's like two bits of, two big planks with a fire in, like between them and the hot the bathtub just sitting on top. top yeah. And then the best part is he hops in then and the water overflows and puts out the fire and there's just smoke <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> just starts coughing up a lung. Yeah. And I wonder, did he, I wonder, I, I wonder, did the actor burn his arse? You know, if he sat up, if it was like... Uh, if it was pure metal too, like, yeah, it, was, uh, yeah, it would it be quite hot, like. Like the water might not be that hot, but if you actually sat, sat on, on the metal, yeah, it yeah. would be quite hot. It's mm, interesting. I wonder if we can find him for an interview. <laughs> Oh my god! We might be able to get Jimmy Bennett. Yeah, we actually might be able to. He's not. He can't well, be busy. He, he's he actually has a lot of movies, you know. Does he actually? Yeah. Was was that his first movie? I'm assuming yeah. it was. Yeah. If I played him. Yeah, he's got a lot of. I think he has since appeared beside Steven Seagal. I think I've seen that fact. Mm. His two biggest influences ever: Steven Seagal and uh, John Claude Van Damme. I can. I, I think I could have guessed that. Yeah, yeah. There's even a part where he does the splits in the house. I forgot about yeah, that. About, I was about to say he has a character like Steven Seagal, and I'm pretty sure he's playing what he, the best that he could be of John Claude Van Damme. Like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's a part in the house where he, like he does the splits between two like couches or something. Just, yeah, it's about, yeah. I think I remember that. Yeah. There's some weird one-liners in this. There's like a part where he throws a guy down the hill and he goes, "Enjoy the slide." <laughs> <laughs> And there was a part, uh, I don't know if you remember, there's a car gets wrecked. I think I do, because it's a really like far off shot and drawn out scene. Yeah. And it's kind of from far away. But that that really it. happened. They accidentally smashed the car and like, <laughs> they, that, like nearly killed two actors. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And I then think they were I just like, this looks pretty badass. <laughs> so we have in the movie. <laughs> but yeah, there's a part where like the car gets wrecked and then <laughs> Jimmy's like, there goes the driver's license. <laughs> It's like these weird fucking lines. Ah, that's a pretty good one line. I'll give him that. That's a pretty fucking good line. There's a part two where he's got like two handguns and his arms are crossed and he's like shitting people. And I was like, I think that Matrix might have copied this movie's homework. Like, <laughs> the earliest example of gunjutsu. Yeah. Isn't that... That's what they call it in that uh, Christian Bale movie, isn't it? Do you know that one I want about? It came out like probably the year after the Matrix. Equilibrium, the one where it's like, yeah, is the, it if they called Gunjutsu? I think they called Gunjutsu in that, yeah. Because it's definitely a, a word I've heard before. Anyway, I think it's from that movie. I don't know, but I don't know why I'm thinking of. Did you ever see that Daniel Radcliffe one, Guns Akimbo? I haven't seen that yet. No, it's like a live action video game. It's enjoyable. It's basically like a crank, isn't it? But with guns, kind of yeah, but it's kind of slightly funnier because Daniel Radcliffe's in it. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I really enjoyed the crank movies too. Anyway, sorry, back to yeah. back to they're so stupid, but yeah, they're good yeah, but crack. they know exactly what they are. Like, yeah. I think the best thing about the crank movie, we're getting off topic, but yeah. it's grand. Yeah. Uh, the best thing about the crank movies is that the last one ends, or the first one ends with him falling out of a helicopter, is it? Mm. And he takes out his phone to call his girlfriend, and then the second one starts where she gets the voicemail and it's just like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's right. That was it's just like such a lead on, so funny. Yeah. Like, because I wonder did the movie come out and then they and like people started criticizing. They're like, oh shit, we didn't think about that. That was pretty stupid. But I don't know. I don't let's, know. let's address it. But, yeah, but if that that's pretty genius enough. But they're both yeah. they're just both funny. Like, yeah, and it's the same movie twice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Back to an, uh, an the, Irish. The second one is the one where they want to take his heart and give it to. Some old man. Mm, yeah, the first one is just his... He has to keep his heart going, but in the second one, they're like, oh, his heart's great, actually. Yeah, we're going to take it. Yeah. But oh. they're going to replace his heart then with a robot heart. 
Yeah, is but it? they could have just given the old man a robot heart. Yeah, but it doesn't really make sense. Like, <laughs> no, I know. At the end of Crank Two, I believe as well as some of the absolute worst fire special effects. It's like because I'm pretty sure I it's can't like even remember. I just remember because I've seen the scene of it recently, and it's like the fire is sort of, if I'm correct, it's kind of you can kind of tell it's it's like a wee bit off his body. <laughs> right, yeah. So it's like he's definitely not on fire. It looks like he's <laughs> you know like just he's pyro from X Men. <laughs> um. Yeah, so the, there's a big, like, shootout then at the end, basically, in this, like, I don't know where they are, but it's near where your man was in the hot tub. Um, Burning his ass off. And there's, like, a bit of a shootout. What and, smells like burnt arse cheeks? <laughs> <laughs> there's a bit of a shootout here, anyway, and there's like, a part where, like, I think Mikey has uh, Nicola, like, hostage, and then, I don't know, they resolve it in a way, but it, there's a really funny moment where, like, she he's got her and like Jimmy goes to shoot her and then it cuts to him getting shot but she's just gone like completely out of the way. I want to say at that point Nicola because it's Nicole Kidman it's actually a pretty good fourth wall breaking joke. She, while she's getting held hostage, she says it's still better than being married to Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> Was she married to Tom Cruise in ninety eight? Yeah, and she yeah. like fucking. Jimmy, okay. I think there's a I think there's a photo of her. There's photos of her like leaving after getting divorced. She's like fucking. Smiling from to ear, like skipping down. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. Like, yeah. Anyway, sorry. That's some uh, good topical humor. Yeah. If you if this came out in like nineteen ninety eight. Yeah. Anyway, would have been great for everyone reading Life magazine from back then. Okay, so then we get. Um, we think everything's resolved because Mikey's dead, basically, and then we have another picnic. That's why the picnic was important. Mm-hmm. And he tells her to close, close the eyes again. But then when she opens the eyes, the old man's got a shotgun to Jimmy's head. Yet again, this pensioner is such <laughs> a fucking ninja. He's a ninja, yeah. <laughs> How does he sneak up on these martial arts masters all the time? Father and son, they just, they can't hear him coming. And we get the best line delivery in the whole thing. You killed my son. Now I am going to kill you, just as I killed your father. <laughs> <laughs> and Jimmy, of course, quickly disarms him. And we get the old man's lying on the ground. And do you remember this? He's just like lying like this. Yeah, I do. Yeah, he's lying. <laughs> he's like, lying. It's like straight out with his hands above his head for some reason, like on the on the wee like grassy hill for no reason and he definitely like i'd imagine just sat down slowly and like lay down easily and they're like all right just spread <laughs> just, e, spread eagle there and we'll just take a shot so uncomfortable <laughs> and then we get the second best line delivery where jimmy says i killed your son now i'm going to kill you just like i killed your son <laughs> and shoots the old man in the face <laughs> and probably traumatizes poor nicola yeah. <laughs> keep your eyes closed <laughs> <laughs> oh and this is, I noticed uh, a similarity because I watched uh, Moving Target uh, first. That the, the same thing happens in that movie where people pull guns, but then they have to get disarmed immediately because our main guys are like martial art experts. So it's, mm. it's just like, there's never, it's never a problem. It just like fixes itself like really quickly somehow where they just disarm them and then they have a fight I think a part of that too is to try and add tension because they have guns, but also there's no way in hell we can afford or know how to do any special effects with guns. I didn't even think of that. I'm also definitely certain that I'm like, did they get, did they get those guns from like the Euro shop? (laughs) (laughs) And maybe just take the orange bit and like probably get a permanent marker and color it in black or just rip it out. (laughs) 
Uh, sorry, I'm just look. I've, I note to myself to look up Wikipedia because I, I wanted. To, I think I've said a lot of those. Uh, what I learned, but um, just in case there's something I'm missing. Crack.com called it the worst movie ever made in 2010. A well, sequel, they can shut the fuck up. That's what they can do. <laughs> a sequel. Wait, what? A sequel titled Fatal Deviation Krakatoa. <laughs> <laughs> what? What the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> Just read that out loud. It's hilarious. Was announced by James P. Bennett in 2020 and was supposed to have a much larger budget. Wait, in 2020? <laughs> In May 2022, Bennett reported a film titled <laughs> Triple Deviation Shut <laughs> will, will be made instead in 2023 and will feature a world famous action star. Is it him? Is it Steven Seagal? <laughs> it's probably Steven Seagal. Oh man. Wait, man. Where are they filming? Surely we can be extras at least. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Okay. All of our one dozen listeners, if, if even, has got to like share this episode and let them know that we're fans and uh, I don't know, get us involved somehow. Get us an interview, get us something. Yeah, I would love to do that. That'd be amazing. That would be hilarious. I'm just trying to be a way to contact them. But yeah, he seems pretty pretty aware too because I seen a quote from him and he was like, he admitted, it's like, yeah, it's definitely like so bad. It's It's good. Oh yeah, so, so he, he so he's he's not sitting there like isn't it the director of Troll Two where he's like, yeah, no, he's not. One it's of those, a really good movie. <laughs> yeah, he's not one of those people like. But like you said, like he obviously, I think he probably was aware enough that it's like this. Is, the point of this is just to be to become a movie star. Yeah, and like it, it, it was his audition tape, so it wasn't. Guess what Nicholas' name was? What Nicholas Sullivan? <laughs> you mean Nicholas? <laughs> Justin Harmon as man in Bath. So yeah, he does. He wasn't. I, that's why I was confused. I, I was like, did I miss something? It's like, nah. He just. No wait. I'm, that, that, oh wait, I remember that scene. Now. Yeah, he's not in like any other no, part. He of just movie. appears, and it's just that's just the location where the final like sort of fight happens. <laughs> Let me see. I think there was something interesting on IMDb as well. So I'm just going to go here. Yeah, that's what we're doing now. We're just reading uh, Wikipedia. And, Trivia has since become a cult classic in Ireland, and hopefully the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ireland's first martial arts movie. Yeah, uh, this is a weird one. I think this might be a joke. Following the film's release, monk sticks had to be regulated to stem the growth in topless barn fighting. That's part of the IMDb <laughs> trivia. <laughs> and this is Mikey Graham's acting debut. At the time, he was a member of the Irish boy band Boyzone. Mm-hmm. And yeah, even just go on Wikipedia and look out the quote section because it's all just the gold. It's also there was one character who was in it briefly called Graham Gagarty, uh, and he was a uh, he was a senior level Gaelic footballer for the Meath County team, and he did try to stand for Fine Gael in two thousand seven, but was not elected. He's also a character, and do you know what character he plays? So, um, a celebrity contestant in white shirt number one. <laughs> They're the only two. The only reason I knew that is they're the only two members on the only two cast members on Wikipedia that have actual Wikipedias themselves. Yeah, <laughs> I know it's the same for both this and Moving Target and Blackbird. Actually, a lot of like the IMD the IMDb is just like there's it just you click on it and it's like there's no picture or anything. It's just like was in that movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's their entire IMDb. So yeah, this movie, uh, go watch it if you haven't. 
um, I don't know what to give it. Like, I did, it is it does it, get a bit boring. It is definitely but there's best some, to watch with friends. Yeah. either hungover or I then having beers before night out. It'll actually it's just it's it's a wild lot of fun. And life. it's uh, it's only like an hour and fifteen minutes. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't even make it to the ninety minute mark. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty long edition tape though. <laughs> An extensive edition tape, to be <laughs> yeah. fair, yeah. <laughs> uh, I must look up, actually, him when I was on IMDb there. But yeah, and it also um, gave us our next movie, Moving Target. Moving Target. Wait, it I, I it think blew I, open the doors. I think this plays the chair for Moving Target. Yeah, it blew uh, open the doors, so... Uh, so <laughs> we're going to that next. It walked, so... Uh, Moving Target could run? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that sounds better. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we we can cut or take a pause here. I'll go get my notes and probably another beer. Yeah, sounds good. That rhymed and I didn't even mean for it to happen. <laughs> so it's pouring us in a beam here for a little target. Sounds to wonder. <laughs> this is running. It's actually surprisingly quiet. Yeah. Have movies been lying to me? Mmm, <sighs> nuclear. <laughs> Creamy. <laughs> what's what's that in? <laughs> I don't know. It's just reminded me of Simpsons. That's a I meant to get up. <laughs> so, if you don't know what moving target is, that'll make no sense. But I went to get up the uh, the actual movie on that. Yeah, because in the in the title of the movie on YouTube, moving target, an Irish kung fu movie about Beamish, the IRA, and nuclear weapons. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um, oh yeah, and we're going to play play the trailer because it's class. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh shit! See if this works here now. First time trying this. They've murdered his buddies. They've kidnapped his girlfriend. He wants justice. He'll settle for revenge. World kickboxing champion Don the Dragon Wilson is back, delivering spine-shattering excitement in the pulse-pounding action-adventure thriller, Moving Target. I gotta tell you, lad, you're really starting to piss me off. He wants his girlfriend back, but the ransom isn't payable in cash. Beer contains nuclear detonators. I ask you again, where is the Beamish? I drank it. Now, framed for a murder he didn't commit, he's running from both sides of the law. In the ring and on the screen, Don Wilson delivers official Karate Magazine. The greatest kickboxer of all time. Don Wilson is a one-man army. The greatest American kick- karate of magazine. All time. You heard that right. Yeah. Now you have a chance to be a big hero. Moving target. Fantastic stuff. <laughs> it is a top quality movie, like. Like um, it's definitely one upon 
I will actually watch again. Like, <laughs> yeah. hopefully with some friends. Like, it'll be great. Uh, <laughs> I wrote down um, <laughs> that line in the trailer. Just, it's just an amazing sentence. World kickboxing <laughs> champion Don the Dragon Wilson is back delivering spine-shattering excitement in the pulse-pounding action-adventure thriller Moving Target. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> well, like, I've never heard a truer statement. <laughs> True. <laughs> they really sell it well. I don't know. How, how did you find out about this? Because I definitely only, well, I've heard of, I talked to someone recently and they heard of it too, but I definitely heard of it first through you. Do you know how you heard about this? I don't know. I'm starting to wonder, did I hear it? Because I used to live in Galway. And if anyone that doesn't know, Moving Target is filmed entirely in Galway and, and Connemara and Galway for parts of it too. Yeah. And I think it was something like that. And then, because I have a feeling someone mentioned it to me before down there. And I also have a feeling I've seen it in Reddit Galway before. Because <laughs> someone was like, did you know it was a martial arts movie filmed in okay, Galway? Yeah. <laughs> Which kind of makes sense. That sounds familiar, actually, now that you said that. I feel like you said that to me mm. about... Uh, about that's how you found out about it, or maybe you just mentioned it before. Maybe yeah. I just like because I've heard I've I've known about the movie for an awful long yeah. time. I just haven't gotten around to watching it yet. And I'm really glad I did. In fact, everybody, um, I told my parents about it and they watched it, so I ended up watching it two days in a row. Yeah. So, so we're going to be in depth in this one. It's definitely going to be fresh in your brain. <laughs> and so this came out in 2000. Yeah. Uh, Fatal Deviation came out in 98. So the Irish. Um, Martial arts movie landscape had matured <laughs> for this one. <laughs> yeah, so like you know, like, I do think it you know, fatal aviation paved the way for movie yeah. target. And funnily enough, this was actually if you know anything about cult movies or low budget movies, but Hollywood, there's like this movie was actually produced by Roger Corman. Yeah, so I actually I wrote that down. I seen produced by Roger Corman, and I was like, why does that name ring a bell? And I realized it's. Be- well, I know him mainly for doing a famously bad Fantastic Four movie that never got released. Oh yeah, that one. And but he does. But you can watch it, and we should probably watch it at some point. Yeah, I think it's actually supposed to be one of those. I think that's one of those ones that's so bad it's good kind of thing. Yeah, it's actually because it's quite a famous one. But he's he has done. I'm trying to think what his most famous one is because he's done. I know there's X, the man with X-ray eyes. That's a pretty famous one, which you still have to watch. And there's, I feel like there's one. Oh, a Little Shop of Horrors. Oh. That, that was him. Oh, okay. I think I probably have heard his name come up on like the Red Letter Media guys when they do like those shitty movies too. I think it's like mm. someone that but probably that was, does a lot of those. That was thing. He's kind of like pretty well respected, but that, is, that was his whole thing. Was yeah. kind of like, I don't want to do big budgets. Yeah. He's like, I like doing... He's like a, a B-movie, like the king of B-movies, B-movies basically. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, I think because he think he might have done a big move, a big budget one or two movies but he was like no, yeah. this isn't really what i want to do because he's like he is a member of the um the screen academy actors, awards screen actors guild he's a member of the academy awards he's he would be like one of the guys that helps decide the, actor, not, the oscars not screen actors guild obviously he's not an actor yeah the, the academy the academy yeah i wrote down opening like glenn Rowe meets mid <laughs> meets midsummer murders <laughs> i thought it was funny because like I thought the opening was pretty decent. Like, again, I don't know. I was like, "Fuck it, I like it." The guys just filled. This guy's just fell a petrol at the car, and then the guy like goes and like starts beating him up, and then he beats him up with the fucking petrol thing, and it's like it's definitely water. You can tell for a fact it's not petrol <laughs> whatsoever. It's just a hose. Yeah. 
just being pumped into his mouth, but it's made to look like a petrol thing, and he goes, and then he gets, then he gets attacked. He, so he beats up one guy, and he yeah. goes into the boot. <laughs> the boy hits hits him in the neck. Hits someone in the neck with the pump. Hmm. That's like, <laughs> yeah. And then there's a big scrap. I don't. That part's a bit hazy to me. I know. Well, I you just watched it. You, you, yeah, no, you, I, I know. You watched like, it twice. Well, I just thought it was so funny. Is he's, was it last night you watched it again? Yeah. Yeah, nice. Yeah, so it kind of starts off with uh, what you later find out is the IRA treating a kind of beamish because there's <laughs> nuclear detonators in it. And so he's been watching them and he follows the guy to a petrol station. Ah, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that even. Yeah, there's like a there's a handoff first and then he follows him. Yeah, yeah it's this is kind of this setup before you meet the main yeah. action star. But I just thought it's funny because whenever he beats up the guy who has the pack of beamish in his boot, well, you don't really know what it is yet, just see it's a package. He beats him up and like fills him with petrol. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> just pour. He's on the, on the ground. He just puts the fucking nozzle in his, his mouth. mouth yeah. That's what I mean, but it's definitely a hose. Yeah. You can tell us about so then he goes in the boot and you see him open up this case and then you see it's a can of beam, a pack of beamish. What I don't understand is the guy when he drives there is entirely by himself. Whenever he's in the boot taking out the can of beam, the thing tends to beamish. This randomer out of nowhere just comes up and starts smacking him down with the boot of the car and like yeah. beating him up out of nowhere. He's not, being, yeah. and then he then he just shoots him randomly and that's it. And I was like, yeah, where did this random guy come? Is this just a good Samaritan? He's like, know. he's like, hey, you just killed that guy. I'm gonna kick the shit out of you, and then he gets shot. Also, every single gunshot in this movie, they they always hit their target, but they no matter how never, fast they're moving, ne- <laughs> they never ever show any blood. Yeah, <laughs> didn't know. That's right. Yeah, which kind of plays into it later. It does. Yeah, <laughs> it kind of oh, works. Oh, there, there, it kind there, of works. There, in, there's in many the twists and turns yeah. in this uh, in this action <laughs> thrilling romp. Uh, yeah, I, I wrote that down as well. There's like. <laughs> It's so weird, like the way there's the beamish is in this wee like cool like case or whatever, and mm. it's like it's like oh, what's he going to get? <laughs> he just opens up this case, is just full of beamish. <laughs> and if you'd know, like if you didn't know the setup, you'd just be like, what? The <laughs> you fuck, fuck is going for? on? <laughs> and uh, yeah, so and then it just cuts to our man, the dragon. <laughs> What's his name in this? Do you remember? Uh, Ray. Ray, that's right. Is yeah, it yeah. Ray Porter? Or, no, no, not Ray Porter's a person. Ray Park? No, not Ray. It's Ray. Ray. Oh, God. I, I just, I just remember Ray because it only says his last name like twice in yeah. it. I just remember Ray. But yeah. um, I do love his opening scene. He, he, he arrives <laughs> up in a taxi and he has flyers and he puts flyers on top of the taxi to, to help with his own luggage. And then it drives off because... It's a running gag through the film and he keeps trying to give this girl flowers and he just can't. And I'm yeah. not going to lie, I enjoyed it every time he can do it. <laughs> yeah, the car like drives off with his flowers on the roof and he's like, my flowers. Well, yeah, <laughs> it's so terribly acted. <laughs> and like there's a close up of his face. He's like, no, my flowers. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it turns out um, Ray had been chatting to this woman on the internet yeah they became which, internet uh partners which was which was prob- mad because we only got internet in ireland the day before yeah i was about to say like i was like fucking, it shows at one point her and it's like she goes into the fucking room and there's just this massive monitor and it's like oh yeah it's like how the fuck they could even talk could they even talk to the internet it's definitely dial up and it's like yeah this is filmed in galway and it's like i don't know if they had it there then. <laughs> it was probably probably uh was it sleepless in seattle no the other one What's the other Meg Ryan Tom Hanks movie? You've got mail. You've got mail. I've, e- never, I've, email, never, I've never seen it, but it made sense. An email now. situation, probably. Yeah, yeah. 
I don't know if there was chat rooms or... I don't know. I have no idea. Like a three and then... No, no, three, a backwards three and like two equal signs and a D. That's what he sent her like. A <laughs> 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 backwards three, normal three, I'm on about. Yeah. You, you, you get what I mean. I got it, I got it. Yeah, yeah. Because um, it's about to think as well, it doesn't show the money up close, but I'm pretty sure... Because it was around that time where we were changing from the pond to the euro. Yeah. But I feel like it was supposed to be introduced... It was like, a f- I think... I think uh, it was the postponed because I think we we accepted it we're going to do Euro in like 1999 but it was like t- until 2001 or 2002 yeah. I think until we got the actual thing and I was like that's kind of interesting it doesn't show the money but they're definitely using pump yeah um, I've written down he says something about the weather the nice weather you have here I <laughs> really like, don't count on it four seasons in a day <laughs> I actually really like that line and I was yeah. like all right, you know what? That's actually pretty accurate to many conversations I have throughout my day. <laughs> and then she says, "You're taller than I thought." <laughs> <laughs> then the the great moment uh, where he goes in for a kiss hmm. and she moves her head to the side and she's like, "Ray, you're in Ireland now." <laughs> yeah, and I I noted he got cock blocked by the entire Ireland <laughs> island of Ireland. <laughs> Admit, I did find it funny because I was like, that's probably pretty accurate. Because yeah. yeah. that's also a running bit throughout the whole movie. Yeah, he, he, he just keeps he, trying to get the shift, like, and I, he just cannot get and it. And he thinks he's staying in her, in her house and all. Yeah, and then he's not. He's staying and in the hotel. And then she's like, I booked your hotel. I thought that was very funny. Um, the one thing I did want to say is that, like, it doesn't feel like the year 2000 in this movie at all. No, it's fucking, it's like Fatal Deviation came out in 1998, but it looks like it came out in the fucking 70s. And this came out in the yeah. year 2000, it looks like it came out in the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's yeah, like i'm pretty sure we were still in the 80s up until like 95 anyway yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah so like you know <laughs> just coming out of it yeah um yeah th- and this i think unless i'm missing something or up to the point where he, go- oh, he goes to the hotel and gets checked in yeah and then he tries again to get some flowers you know because i love this because he goes out and he asks the like attendant at the hotel he's like do you know where your nearest florist and pub local pub is and he's like i don't know about the florist but there's a pub over there <laughs> I, wrote, I wrote that down i don't know what the fuck a florist is but i know how to get to the pub <laughs> and i love he walks into the pub but the pub is so fucking dark it's like yeah. so, so just before he goes well, I think the, it's it's not open or something Aye but still the guy's supposed to be cleaning And how the fuck is he cleaning against anything What I love is so the the guy at the start That uh, stole the pack of Beamish and like kills the guy He goes into this pub And what I fucking love is he walks in And he's like I can't remember the guy's name I'm going to say it's Tony He's like Tony Tony where are you He's the pack of Beamish in his hand He puts it in the counter He's like Tony And then out of nowhere just from underneath the bar The guy pops up and he's like Hello <laughs> <laughs> why just have him standing there like yeah but that's brilliant so he goes in <laughs> and he's like i just want a six pack of beamish from the pub and and the <laughs> do you want to go <laughs> yeah so your boy leaves the beamish there and then goes in to but and then our mate ray goes in yeah to buy the beamish he's like we want to have it in tap or something yeah he says we want to have it in tap and he's like what's that over there and he's just sitting there so then the barman sells them the beamish even though they don't sell be- i wrote down something about that sells beamish that they don't actually sell <laughs> and he's like oh today's your lucky day and also he takes out i don't know how much money he's like is this enough and the barman doesn't even look at it yeah. like he's just like he's too far away to see what it is and he's like yeah yes it's enough and just takes it off and I'm like <laughs> yeah <laughs> Okay, so here we come to our first 
re- so want to point out back back at the house she does mention that her friends can't wait to meet him at her work friends can't wait to meet him at McMahon shipping because they heard he used to be a kickboxer and now we're going on to the point where we find out that he used to be a badass kickboxer so he takes the beam mission he sent her in a taxi and our evil guy who has a by the way a really intense widow's peak like a really <laughs> really intense widow's peak this he's, got bad. A, he's got a bang of um is it Justin Thoreau about him Louis Thoreau's brother that's the actor I can't think who Justin Thoreau is. He's in... Um, Does he have a widow's peak? Like a really intense widow's peak? Because that's all I could think of. It's like, that's how I know he's evil. <laughs> he looks like... He would actually... The guy that plays evil guy in that would actually be a pretty comic accurate looking Norman Osborn. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Justin Thoreau is in uh, The left, left, Leftovers? Is that what that show was called? Yeah, I'd only ever seen that. I know you talked about it, but I'd only ever seen it. And he was in... What else did I... What was that... Um, Oh my god! Do you want to find funny? I'm hungover when I just like forget everyone's name. I do know the name, <laughs> and do you want to find funny? Is I know the name, and I never ever put two and two together that that's Louis Rose brother. Is it brother or cousin? I, it could be cousin. I have no idea. It I might just, be cousin. I just thought it was funny that there's two people that have the same name. Yeah, it might not be brother. It could be cousin, but they're definitely related. I know that much. No. Anyway, yeah, he kind of looks like him. Anyway, but uh, so he's getting. Going to go on a necessary tangent there, but we'll leave it alone. <laughs> I find funny that um, so the entire way through this movie, our main character Ray, by the way, is absolutely unbelievable getting taxis. <laughs> he just any time he needs a taxi, they are literally right beside him. So he's getting in the back, and this guy, the bad guy, comes up and starts fighting him over the beam mission. I just thought this was hilarious because if you think it from the character Ray's point of view, he's just got off a plane. He's American. It's his yeah. first time in Ireland, and he's like. This guy is trying to fucking fight me over a six pack of beer. He's like those bloody Irish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh yeah, th- I think before this, because uh, I've written down here, he tries to pay the tax driver with uh, <laughs> dollars. With dollars, yeah. And I did, did he come down with getting his money changed? Bloody yank. Yeah. Because they keep referring him to as the yank, yank in the whole movie. Because, yeah, your boy comes out there and his beam is mission and he's like, I just sold it to a yank. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was funny. I actually, they keep yeah. calling him a yank. Yeah. And by the way, I you, thought it was just going to be that, but no, it's like recurring. They keep referring him as the yank in the whole movie. Like, yeah. Um, I did find it. Yeah. So they kind of scrap and it's really funny. I'll admit, see, this is where it also kind of is a bit better. Like, the fighting is not exactly great, but it's kind of decent and they do like it's edited so badly like the the like at least the fight scenes in fatal deviation are definitely like easier to watch because mm-hmm. it doesn't just keep cutting i think they were trying to do like the jackie chan that's thing. what i was gonna say because i know because you remember you explained to me before and you noticed in jackie chan movies they kind of show the action twice and sometimes you show it from different angles to kind of like kind of reinforce the hit and it looked like they were trying to do that but just didn't succeed I think what really happened is they just had multiple bad takes and they tried to <laughs> edit them together as best as they could i will admit i do find it funny he consistently through the movie does like one mad roundhouse kick yeah. Every single time, it's always and it's always like the same angle, and it's always yeah. like because like there's a couple of fights too that I'm like, I think this is sped up slightly, and it's still really slow. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny, actually. Um, so but I, yeah, there's a great scene when they're fighting. I don't know if you noticed it. I had a, I thought I seen it and put it back to check. I can't remember who's kicking who, but someone goes to kick someone. Uh, I think they might be trying to kick Ray, and he moves out of the way, and he puts his foot through a car window. Yeah, yeah, they're that. But the car window visibly smashes before. I his didn't foot. notice that. 
<laughs> so they've got like I don't know what, what way they do it. They must have a wee like some kind of wee I don't know mini explosion or I don't know what way they would do that. Yeah, yeah. something to trigger the the window really smashing. Away. But yeah, it's it's really it's like he moves and the window like crashes into pieces and then his foot goes through. It. And I was like, I was like, nah, hang on, I put it back. And it's like once I put it back then and knew it's like super obvious like yeah, it's not even like, like it's not even close that's so funny because i just thought it was like gonna be sugar glass you know just stuff you can get yeah. through you know um what i do find funny is ray just kind of he he can't get in the same taxi so he just takes the beamish and goes to mcmahon shipping which is where his <laughs> girlfriend works and i'm like would you not would you not do something like you've just been violently attacked yeah. in the street in the middle of the day would you and also just give him the beamish <laughs> uh, but it's the principle of the thing <laughs> I, know, like, I know but it's so like oh by the way I, I don't think we pointed out the reason he's buying the Beamish is his girlfriend yeah. couldn't get the day off and his her boss likes Beamish oh yeah she so, used to go to work that's right so he buys yeah, Beamish so she, to try he and ask her what her what her boss likes to drink yeah mm-hmm. so that's why specifically after Beamish um yeah you kept saying McMahon's shipping I didn't know for ages what the fuck that place was I don't know if I missed that or like I, I picked up on it later. Hmm. I was like, oh, it's a ship, ship. I think they call it a shipyard or something. But I was like so confused oh, when, man, we, when would, we get there. I was like, what is this place? Well, I thought it was Because she's like the receptionist or something. Is she's she? the receptionist, make my ship. And we get the, she, we, we go in and they're literally just playing cards and yeah. smoking cigars. And I'm like, yeah. Why does she have to be at work today? Yeah, yeah. What's she doing? Like, <laughs> like that they're so busy. Because I thought it was funny because I used to live on Flood Street, which was like two streets over from the docks, and I was like, they're right down by the docks, and I knew exactly where they are. Yeah. And I was like, in the background, it's like, I've been in one of those apartments for some reason, like after a party after a night. I yeah. just randomly, and I was like, they're still there anyway. But I was like, I can just tell exactly where they are. Oh, this actually. I was going to say before we get on there, there's a moment I meant to mention that I really liked. Where after he kicks your boy's ass, the taxi drivers you see in the background, he just like hides. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like in a cut, like, and he just that's pretty smart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> smart taxi driver. <laughs> that is really funny. Um, I yeah, that is brilliant. I wanted to point out that when we're at McMahon shipping, one of the funniest things I find is they. So he she he ends up fighting one of her coworkers who's a boxer. And yet again, it comes back to like forty pound on Sean. The other guy's fifty quid on the Yank. Yeah. And I just find it funny the box again. He's like, I just have to use my fists. I don't have to kick like a woman. I know. He just keeps doing. I wrote down kickings for woman. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, what the <laughs> fuck is he weird, talking about? A weird take. Yeah. It just has this weird take where this guy who's a boxer goes on about how he because he does boxing, it's a man sport, and apparently kickboxing is a woman's sport. Yeah, I don't know. And I was just like. I don't. I don't wonder where this comes from. I wondered was that some. I don't know. I actually have. That's something I should have checked. How involved was our man, the dragon, involved in this? He I was wonder. an executive producer, and he was an executive producer, and I think he was involved in the story possibly. But definitely executive producer. Yeah, because yeah. he's actually been in loads of movies too. All oh, kind yeah. of same, like uh, like kind of B movie kind of quality, like all to do with like kickboxing and scrapping. Because I think we did mention it, didn't we? That he's an eleven-time world champion kickboxer in real life. I don't think we said that specifically yet, but in yeah. the trailer they literally call him the greatest kickboxer in the world, and he probably was, was at, at the that time. time yeah. yeah, which is something because like, like undisputed, like champ- fact. <laughs> yeah, like he's like he's actually he's an actual like, but if, as Masimun as black belt, like eleven-time yeah. world champion. But it's just like I just sort of for the caliber of movie this is, I'm just. 
amazed that they got somebody of that caliber yeah. to do it. Like, <laughs> I wonder had he done stuff before this. Maybe this was like one of his first as well. Could have been actually. Yeah. Yeah. Never thought about that. I didn't check that either. <laughs> but yeah, I was wondering. The reason I asked about, like how involved he was, I wonder was like or, like the kickboxing for women thing. I wonder was this part like him being like, I need to prove it's not for women. <laughs> was this something he had get he gotten himself that like people disregard kickboxing for is not real martial arts or something? I don't know, but I, see, I suppose I don't know enough about the martial arts world, but I would just be kind of like. Obviously not from yeah. actual martial artist, or maybe just like yeah. some slagging that he got before, and he was like, like to "I'm, I'm going to fucking put buy a boxer." Bed. Yeah, I get what you mean. And he's <laughs> yeah. like, "I'm going to," ki- and he's like, "I'm going to literally kick the shit." But yeah. I do find it funny. The fight is my fists versus your feet, so he's not allowed to use his fists. So he just is like kicking him yeah. the whole time. Like, I wrote down to how many times are going to hear "Odd Jesus"? Like <laughs> 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 said like three times, and the the boys. Uh, I wrote taps half. They go get their tops off. And <laughs> I guess the other boy just brought his boxing gloves to work. Uh, yeah, and I do love the when a guy hits the top off though. His trousers are really high waisted. Like he is fucking pulling them up over a definite beer gut. Like, well, you oh wait, which guy? The other the, the guy that he's fighting, the oh, guy right. that he's topless. It's like it seems like he's really pulling them up because I don't even think his belly button's visible. And it's like it's no. definitely trying to cover up the fact that Maybe, he is yeah. fat as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you meant uh, Ray had them up high, and I was going to say it's for mobility. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but he actually re- remember he ruins his white trousers and that. He gets I know. Pushed I into wrote a that because <laughs> I noticed like the, I was like, why are they fighting? Like, there's part where they like wade through a puddle and water flies everywhere, and I, I wasn't expecting his trousers getting muddy in the puddle to be a plot point. Yeah, because <laughs> he like kneels down the puddle, and then like the boss gives her money to take him to get new trousers, and I was like, I really was not expecting that to be like an actual yeah. thing they wrote into the movie yeah, that but, he man, gets his trousers dirty. Twists and turns, man. Like you, you like you, you cannot predict this movie. Like, oh yeah, and this was great because Ray, as we said, he bought the Beamish for her boss. Mm. So then he obviously doesn't have the Beamish anymore. But they have their own gentleman's wager, as he puts it, and he's like, "No, I don't want to bet." So he's like, "How about you get me a six pack of Beamish?" So then the boy that he beats obviously beats him. <laughs> Uh, gives him the boss's beamish then he's like oh no I bought that for boss and he's like I'll get him another one at lunchtime or something like that so I was like that's kind I was like such a weird like it's kind of genius but kind of like convoluted way to give Ray back the beamish because it has to be just a specific back of beamish because I was thinking it's like like, no he doesn't have the beamish anymore like how how does he end up with it again so yeah I was kind of thinking it would be well funny if he then did get a different pack of beamish and then it's just like these boys are drinking nuclear detonators (laughs) (laughs) Um. Uh, so they go away and do some shopping and then the boys they find out that the Beamish uh, well, he, they, they know the Beamish was sold to the Yank and they know they know he, he was going well, to make one shipment they asked the taxi driver or something I like think they, so yeah, yeah they asked uh, the where, he was asked where he was going and they go and make one shipment so the bad guys show up and this is where we, we meet the evil guy and this is where we meet the head evil guy and the reason you can tell he's the head evil guy is he shows up with henchmen but he has blonde hair and a black suit and the rest of them have dark hair so it, clearly he's the leader and he's a bad guy because yeah. I just know that from I think every single Russian bad guy in an 80s movie is blonde yeah for some reason and I was just like I bet you that's who he's supposed to be some kind of yeah well, I'm just thinking of, isn't it Drago in fucking Rocky? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they did it in the Punisher movie as well. Oh, that's right, yeah. <laughs> See, there, the, it, is, it, is, it is a motif. Like, yeah. you know, it is like, you know, you got to give your... Something to differentiate him. Yeah. I did, the, his, uh, that guy's acting was um, very, like, 
Sometimes it worked, and I did come across menacing. Sometimes it just came across weird. And I just thought it was kind of funny the whole time. Yeah, I did find it funny whenever. So they go into McMahon's. He was going ship. for the sort of understated, like threatening. Yeah, kind of like guy. not like over the top kind yeah. of like you know like I a cool air of danger kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. But yeah, sometimes it landed okay, and sometimes it just came across <laughs> really awkward. Well, what I thought was funny. So they go into McMahon's ship, and then they're looking for the B mission. And they end up fucking shooting everybody. But I find it's <laughs> like there's one guy left, and he's smoking a fag at the time, and then. <laughs> It's not funny. He puts his hand over his mouth and it to shoot him in the head. But when he does it, he has a cigarette in his hand, and it, yeah. looks, it looks like he's giving him a puff of the cigarette. And I was like, "What's he?" I think that's what he's doing. Yeah. No, but he looks like he's doing that, and it kind of looks like that. But then it's supposed to be that he's struggling, and then, so he covers up the scream and he shoots him in the head. I was like, I th- I'm not. Maybe he was giving. No, him I a- think he. Was, I think he was giving him like a last smoke. Oh, was it? All right, yeah. I got that wrong. I was like, "Fucking!" I was like, okay, watch it twice. Yeah, it kind of like, was like. I think it was supposed to be because he told him where to go or whatever. Mm. I think it was supposed to be him doing like a wee gesture of like good man and he puts the fag in his mouth. See, there's a wee bit of good in him, there's a third dimension to the character like. And then it turns into him just grabbing him and yeah, shooting, shooting him. him. And that was pretty, that was pretty brutal, I thought, like cuz then he takes the fag up his own mouth and his hands just covered in blood. Yeah. That was actually pretty good. Like there should be definite blood spot on him, but there's not. Yeah. I did like um, But I the, before that part too, like I know where did I, where, where, oh jeez, I'm lost. Yeah, the, the, the government, and sh- oh yeah, they're like, they come in and they ask where to find Ray and like, everyone just like stands there and like, oh, the, the boxer guy gets shot first, doesn't it? Yeah, I think if I'm right, doesn't he go up and say like, doesn't, I think he calls them cons or something, the guys from McMahon's ship and then he stands up and he's like, no, you're a fucking cunt. Yeah. <laughs> bad. And then they shoot him and then everyone just stands there. Yeah, there's no like reaction. Yeah, and like uh, someone comes into the room after hearing gunshots too, instead of just fucking running. Mm-hmm. I think I wrote that down. I was like, yeah, it's like either run or tell them, don't just do nothing. Yeah. Like either just tell them where to go or run away. Like why are they just standing there? And then we get a big, huge shootout. And uh, the boss has a gun in his, uh, in his drawer and mm. he managed to get it, which I find kind of weird in Ireland for yeah, there's a, a shipman. There's a a shipman company just have a handgun in his drawer. Okay, because they, 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 the shipping company isn't coming across as Dodge or anything. It is, just seems to be a bunch of normal people. <laughs> Lad come, came into the room after hearing gunshots and then he, they stand around saying Jesus. <laughs> they literally do. They're like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, Jesus. What do we do now? They just shot one of our best friends. <laughs> but yeah, he takes out the gun and then blonde guy just shot, shoots him then. So it's kind of pointless. Hmm. Um, so yeah, and then they, so they find out where to go. And then I was confused why Ray comes back to the, this is where I was like, Ray comes back to the shop. What even is the business? <laughs> <laughs> Um, Why does he go back again? He, Alice, I wrote down her name. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's your. Alice is his girlfriend. Siobhan is her friend. Yeah, yeah. I just have a note. I must have realized at this point that I had no idea what her name was, and I just wrote it down as soon as <laughs> I heard Alice. it. Oh, oh, that's it's just like look, just one line, just Alice. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so he because he left with Alice. Does he is he bringing her flowers again at this yeah, point? I think so. Is he? Yeah. Why? Why is? He's, Were they not together? Like, when did they she get has lost? To go, no, no, she gets the rest of the day off, does she not? But he has to go back oh, and yeah, get changed. Oh, yeah, they give him the rest of the day off. But she, he has to go get changed. I can't remember why. Oh, he, was that? No, wait, does he... I can't, Am I messing up these scenes? But... No, he... No, I, I was I was going to say, it does, does she get kidnapped first? But no, 
He goes back to McMahon's shipping for some reason. Looking for her, presumably, but they were together, together. so I don't know. And Maybe I, that's right. They, they, he had to go get changed. Maybe he left her to get changed. And then, but then I do find it... Tr- I did find it funny, though, because whenever he goes back, it's obviously dead bodies everywhere, and there's two random guys who we we, we turn out. I find it interesting. They, they, they call them Special Branch a couple of times, but Special Branch, I'm pretty sure, is what they like, call them in the north. I don't know. Uh, I, this was like fucking PSNI and stuff, but... um. I did find it funny because it was like, oh, they actually do know something about Ireland because the two guys, these like guys that have been watching them. I wonder was this in conjunction with the Irish Film Board? <laughs> <laughs> or was this just a real rogue, uh, <laughs> a rogue effort? <laughs> I don't know. It did come up Irish Film Board. No, the <laughs> it usually does when you see any movie made in Ireland. Uh, but uh, I did find it funny. Two guys pull guns on him and they say they're guards and he's like, I didn't think the guards carried guns. And then it turns mm. out they're a part of this branch of the guards that do carry guns. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> bit of mixed messages here. Yeah. I was confused, but I, I thought that they... That they were, like, a rival gang that were pretending to be guards. Yeah, but then but then it turns out that they are. Like, the one yeah. the SRU, I'm trying to remember what it stands for. It's Special, Res- it Special Resource Unit. Was it SRU? Yeah, it was SRU. Because okay. Special Resource Unit. Um, right, yeah. Because then, yeah, he hears the sirens and he's like, oh, you aren't guards or whatever, I like, guess. Yeah. yeah. And then he hops in a taxi. <laughs> I wrote down, because he he's like, I've got dollars, is that okay? <laughs> or something. Yeah. I wrote down, how could, he, how could a taxi driver refuse such foreign currency? <laughs> <laughs> and um, so I think after this, doesn't so this is then, so the bad guys have went to Alice's house, the kidnapper. Before that, uh, he goes to the hotel. Ray goes back to the hotel. Oh, oh, that's right. I was trying, I'm, I'm trying to remember. Yeah. Even though when I watched it last night, I'm, there's just there's so many twists and turns in this film, guys. Yeah. Fucking, you just, you know, it's hard to keep up like, with like... Take oh. notes, Shyamalan. <laughs> I actually quite like the ho- this hotel bit. The, the, well, it could, that, the reason I remember is because I, confu- I was confused. So he goes in, there's someone cleaning the room and she's like, do you want me to leave? And he's like, like it's grand. Hmm. And then he goes into the bathroom and there's a woman that looks exactly like her <laughs> wearing the same clothes and the same haircut in the bath and i was like did she kill the person in the bath and then go buy the, her exact outfit you see what, and get the same haircut see what i loved about this is how the hell would he know what she looks like it doesn't matter yeah. she doesn't have to look at she's it. not wearing a uniform like yeah, no, she's wearing a white tank top and black jeans or something no but I mean, so it's not like and she doesn't have a there's no name tag being like she's hotel staff there's nothing so she <laughs> she didn't have to look no. any but it's just like but i do find it funny too because it's like i swear to god it's definitely ketchup or something there's just like a wee line on her neck oh yeah that it's just like ketchup or something to prove that she's dead just lying in a bath really really stiff and it's like couldn't put on a wee bit more blood maybe you put put it on the top it's like ah, oh, she's dead and then they leave to fight so this girl it turns out then is like a badass assassin yeah. who just uses knives and yeah all. and then i wrote uh we get the least dramatic jump through a window in cinema <laughs> where he just jumps through the window and it's like just on street level and just lands on the street and it's like so like <laughs> it's just a wee low window like it is just so pathetic looking it's hilarious <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah she, she could just step out after him yeah <laughs> and then so then go go to the guards there at the crime scene in the hmm. shipyard and another really confusing moment 
where a guard brought a full tray of tea from the station that the inspector forgot. Mm-hmm. I love like, that because there's recurring scenes where that inspector... And then she's always drinking tea. tea yeah, yeah. yeah like, but I was just like... Because he approaches her with a full tray of tea and, and he's like, you forgot this at the station? Yeah. What do you mean she forgot it? Was well, she she's going? clearly a really good detective, but she, she was, needs her tea to like, you know, do it. <laughs> did she mean to pack it in her car? And she, for, for, like, how did she forget it? She didn't forget it. She just didn't finish her tea. <laughs> it's like so weird. And she's all like, good man or whatever. I just thought it was funny. Like, I, th- I actually quite liked her character. I thought it was funny because yeah. uh, then she's the one that the, the two guys that he turned out are the special resource unit. She has like, fucking she has it out with them all the time it's like oh parnell you know information is a two-way street <laughs> yeah, yeah i noticed at the point uh it's supposed to be galway but the accents are all over the place yeah because uh, alice definitely sounds like northern somewhere yeah and so does she the inspector she sounds quite northern too yeah but like these are it's so hard to find any information like i said it's like you click on imdb and it's just like start and moving target yeah. and maybe something else yeah. wait was it this movie There was a lot of stuff that people were in Game of Thrones. I don't know if that was this movie. Hardly. Or Blackbird. I'd imagine it was Blackbird. There was a lot. And, but in all fairness, there was there a lot of There could have been like Smob. They could have had Smob parts because there's a lot of Irish actors in Game of Thrones, isn't there? Yeah, there is. Well, it's from Northern Ireland. But yeah, no, there was a lot of extras and stuff. Yeah. So maybe there was people in this too that were in Game could of Thrones. Been, I'm not yeah. too sure. Um, uh, oh, I find, it, I find an interesting tidbit. Well, not really a tidbit, but it, it led me down a, a brief rabbit hole. The actress that plays Alice has a credit in a movie called The Most Fertile Man in Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, what the hell is that movie? <laughs> I watched, uh, I, I think it might have been on YouTube as well, because I remember watching a little bit. Or I don't know if I just watched a clip, but I think I might, <laughs> thing might have been on there. But it's like, I watched it and it's like, I don't know, it's like, it kind of reminded me of what's that uh, like Northern Irish sitcom? Oh, give my headpiece. Yeah, it felt like that, or like um, yeah, something like that. Where it's just like this weird, over the top, like hu- humor, but that isn't that funny. But it's like I don't know. Is I don't it, know. Some parts, of, some parts we should of check it out. Like, some part, yeah, I definitely. Oh no, would. give my headpiece is a good show. Like, yeah, I was gonna yeah. say. No, I was like, I don't know. I usually like all, all it makes me think of is going. Up but I just mean like it. It's a movie, but it felt like a sitcom. So it was like it was weird. Oh, I get what you mean. Yeah, the yeah. Clip that I watched. You're yeah. like you're expecting it to end twenty minutes and ends like the next hour later. <laughs> but yeah, it could be something to check out for another podcast because I was like, what the hell is that? Like, we should do a rabbit hole of Irish B movies. <laughs> yeah, have, on on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure none of them could afford to actually copyright their movies. Yeah, so they're probably fine. Like, <laughs> I wonder is that a thing? Actually, you probably can't. Like, <laughs> can you take it off? Get it taken off if it's like if it's never copyrighted? Probably not. No, I just wonder. Could we even do a thing like? Did you ever see like you know? Isn't it Mystery Science Theater like three thousand where it's like people watching the movie and commenting all the time? Could we just do that with the YouTube videos of these movies? <laughs> probably. <laughs> I can't say why not. What was that you said about your uh, <laughs> Irish movie ratings? <laughs> <laughs> what, the Banshees of Inisherin and then Moving Target? Yeah, and yeah, then everything was, else. Yeah, then everything else. Yeah. Like, <laughs> then probably, I don't know if in Bruges counts, like, but it's probably after then. Like, and then mm. <laughs> does it count as an Irish movie, even though it's in Bruges? Oh. oh. I just got why they called it that. Oh, it makes sense now. <laughs> 
Um, oh yeah. Also, here we're up to the point where they're in her house. I think because I've written down everyone reacts so casually to guns. Mm. It's like they they go they say some. I think they ask her about the beamish probably. Yeah. And then they kidnap her. And then they like pull a gun on her and she just goes like. Oh, <laughs> like doesn't like it's yeah because they're a really big thing in Ireland. It's not like America, but I did find it <laughs> yeah. funny. He does. Maybe they don't know what they are. They're like, What's that? What is that? Is, is is that some kind of torch like the guards have? I did find it funny. Um, because he starts using guns and it's like, how does he know to use guns? And it's like, oh, he's American. That's enough yeah. said. But I actually have written down because I actually I quite enjoyed this. I know you're saying about the action, but I quite enjoyed this. And her hi, so he shows up. They do end up kidnapping her, but he ends up scrapping people in there. He flips the guy into a table, and I quite enjoyed that because it shows the flip like three times, and it goes down, and then he does it. Then throughout the movie, I think he flips like two or three more people in yeah. the exact same way <laughs> into the table. I feel like like the entire movie, he has like four major moves, and yeah. he uses them in every single fight. And, and we're back to fatal deviation and the toilet roll, and he just wrecked her for <laughs> <her> woman's table. <laughs> um, and I wrote down, I just wrote down the piano music. Because it was at the start too. It's like this weirdly like melodramatic or something. Mm. I think that's why I made the note of like Glen Rowe and Midsummer Murders. It's like this weird like melancholy kind of yeah like melodramatic piano music. And I don't know. I must have played at this point too. I think it probably it was probably like extra out of I don't know what was going on at that point, but it must have just been when they turned up at the house actually. Because mm. oh yeah. I don't know. Do you have anything? For, do you have much more for this point? I think is it some point in this house? I think the evil guy just says, "I want my fucking beer," and I just find it so funny, just <laughs> persistently, because he doesn't know yet. But nickel detonators. So at this point in the movie, this guy who's his first day in Ireland, he just keeps getting attacked for the six pack of beamish, <laughs> and I just find it so funny. The it's idea like a, of that of just being like, just go buy another pack. It's like. Uh, if anyone goes to America, they probably fear, like, you know, just randomly getting shot or something. <laughs> but, like, Americans fear going to Ireland and just get, get all beer. hell breaking this <laughs> over some beer. <laughs> that's that's our stereotype. It's like, don't go to Ireland. If you go to Ireland, don't touch the beer. Yeah. Definitely don't touch their stout. Yeah. <laughs> you'll they'll you'll just be tortured. They'll, they'll, they'll attack you all day until you get it back. Well, yeah, uh, then Siobhan appears with the red dress. There was a phone call. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah, so th- that's a plot point, red dress, because then she shows up with a red dress, so you know that's her friend, and he pulls, yeah. and he pulls a gun on yeah. her right away. Yeah, it's just and like, she acts pretty casually, at, too. Yeah, points the gun at Siobhan. It was a great introduction. I also wrote down, the Beamish is the ultimate MacGuffin. Yeah. Do you know Do you know the, what a MacGuffin is? Yeah, it's like a plot point, or it's like a thing, usually, that kind of drives the plot forward. Yeah. You, you can, it's called a MacGuffin, isn't it? Because you can yeah. just like have it, it can for be, anything. basically be anything. Yeah, it's just like an object. It was the Infinity Stones, like, also yeah. the Marvel yeah. Cinematic Universe. It's the briefcase in Pulp Fiction. Fiction. It's the Maltese Falcon in the Maltese Falcon. <laughs> I've never seen a Maltese Falcon. No, no, but that's I just the Humphrey know that Bogart it's like a one, famous... Is it? Uh, is it Humphrey Bogart? It's Could from, be, yeah. It's from that time anyway, isn't it? It's supposed to be a good movie. You should watch that. <laughs> you do. Oh, well, I definitely want. I'm actually reading The Big Sleep at the moment, which is Humphrey Bogart in it, and I think Lauren Bacall. But yeah. it's... We side note, very good. A lot finer than I thought it would be for it in the 30s. We bit dated at times, so. though. Yeah. He does say at one point, the woman was acting hysterical, so I just slapped her a few times until she kind of got to the cut sense of herself, and I was like, oh, this was written in, like, the 30s. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we, we, maybe we should do some old movies because no one we were chatting about doing uh, 
Was it called Gaslight or Gaslighting? Oh, or? we definitely did that one. I think it's really good. Yeah, it's it's, it's good. called. It's called. I think it's called Gas. I think it's called ga- Gaslight or something. But gaslight. it's where the term yeah. Gaslighting comes from because the entire movie is a guy gaslighting a girl. I think yeah. until she kills herself. You could pick another couple of old movies that. Um, well, we know, have to do Maltese what, Falcon, what, anyway. Oh yeah, we could do. Yeah, uh, we'll do that. Uh, there was. Oh, yeah, there was, a, there was another. another couple. Oh, there's another one actually. No, Glenn and Glenda. It's supposed to be terrible. It's from 1955, I think. And one of them is about a guy. So it's, it's it's told from a psychiatrist's perspective of two patients he has, Glenn and Glenda. But it's two men, and Glenn loves wearing women's underwear, but he doesn't want to tell his <laughs> wife. And Glenda is a man who believes he's a woman, but doesn't want to tell his wife. I think it's supposed to be so bad it's good. Okay. This rings a bell. I, I could be getting confused with something else, but I think I might have seen like some of this before. But yeah, we'll do that. To add that to this. I don't know if I said it before, but we should definitely do that Pierce Brosnan movie where he's like, "Maybe you shouldn't be living here." What one is that? <laughs> I can't remember what it's called, but it's like a famously like hilarious line delivery. <laughs> Because well, she says something, she's like, she says she's going to leave or something. It's like, I don't want to live here. And she's like, maybe you shouldn't be living here. Like, that, that's the point. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> there's, it was funny. I was, uh, this just reminded me, I was watching um, Red Letter Media again. Um, they did a, a Best of the Worst there uh, recently. And it was all, they did like new releases. Mm. And like at the, at the end, they were like, uh, well, there's good news and bad news. Is the good news is we're, that we're never going to run out of movies and the bad news is we're never going to run out of movies <laughs> or so, something to that effect because it's like because they've got like such a big collection of like old VHSs now but they just decided to do one where it was all new movies and it was just like yeah they're just going to keep making awful movies there's never going to be an end so yeah and I've got other I'm, there's like movies I have saved too they're supposed to be awful that we need to watch so yeah, we can keep doing this for a while, I think. Well, you're like, to be honest, like, I just, that's what I mean. I have about, like, I have literally found about, like, let's say seven or eight yesterday. I was like, yeah. oh, these, these would all be good. Yeah, I'd actually, uh, when I was looking up, I think it was Fatal Aviation, I noticed, like, IMDb recommended me lists of, like, <laughs> people have compiled lists of bad music, music movies. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, well, if you like this, check out this. It's like, well, I did really like this. Let's see what we have here. Uh, if you like that, you'll hate this. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like we're never gonna run it. I think it's just part of the fun is trying to find like those really obscure, specific, yeah. so bad or good movies. Because I think as you wrote when we were chatting earlier in the week, you wrote you to me and you were like, ab- "You were talking about um, oh the coronavirus one." Yeah, there's a oh, f- yeah because I'd seen that movie. I'd seen someone do a video on that movie. Yeah, it's like written by a pastor who um, proposed to his girlfriend on her 18th birthday, who yeah. he'd been with for four years, and yeah. he was 26 at the time. Yeah. yeah. So I think, I think what did you say to me? You said, I've actually watched that movie, and the most interesting thing about it is that, what it's, I just yeah. said. See, I actually... See, I yeah, because ex- in the video, he brought that up to you, and it's like, that was like, yeah, like I said, the most interesting thing in the video. What's his name again? I can't remember. You I see, can't remember. I got I, excited because I thought at, I had uh, found a great bad movie yeah. to watch, and you well, were like, no, it's just boring. That's yeah, I just want to... I can't remember... Um, the YouTuber's name to give him credit, but uh, just look it up. I'm sure people will find it. It's called 2025 Coronavirus, like a world in pandemic or something like that. Yeah, 
But yeah, apparently the whole movie is just like people in rooms chatting and it's just like nothing happens and it's just... But it's also, I think, isn't it because of like coronavirus, there's a big, a lot of oppression specifically to Christians for some reason in America. And uh, I've known in, I don't know, Jesus saves them. I don't don't know. It sounds horrible anyway, but that's why I wanted to watch it. And then you said you'd watch a bit of it. It's actually just boring. Yeah, look up, even you yourself, look up the video because it is, the guy makes it pretty entertaining, but he just does say that it's just like was because i was i realized too watching these movies i was like i was like because i love watching that kind of stuff and caravan of garbage does some great ones as well oh yeah i love the caravan yeah, of garbage are really good at it. and i was like it makes good content but then i always forget that i also have to sit through shite sometimes yeah <laughs> so it's like i'm grateful for people like that for making something really terrible entertaining and part of me is like oh i should do something like that and then i or realize that it means watching some yeah. other shite as well. For instance, what we'll eventually get to, which is Blackbird, because yeah. Spoil- I'm not going to get spoilers for the rest of the podcast. It's bad. <laughs> it's, one of, it's one of my least favorite movies of all time. <laughs> I really hated it. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Back to the masterpiece. Oh, yeah, there's a line where someone says, screw the CIA. I don't remember that what that part was. That was that one re- of the guards, was it? Yeah, so before that, they go to like her friend's house, isn't it? Siobhan's friend's house, which is this fucking mansion of oh, a place. Yeah. And that's where these guys in the SRU show up, which oh, is the yeah. guy Parnell. But what I love is like, so he eventually escapes. And this is because I love because I wrote it down. And it's like he escapes through like a hidden passage. Yeah. And then they like, because he's looking at the window when he turns around, it's like, where'd he go? And Siobhan just goes, he went for a pint. Yeah. And I just thought that was hilarious. Yeah. Um, that was the part in the trailer that you heard where the guy's asking where the be are and he's like, I drank them. Yeah. And yeah, they're in Siobhan's like mansion. The, the, yeah, they turn up and like when the, oh, it's the guards turn up. Yeah. So after that, he escapes at the back. Yeah, so the cop, the guards show up and then, yeah, she slips him into the secret passageway that is in her house for some reason. Yeah. The secret, uh, the secret, secret mansion passageway. Secret, that dro- <laughs> secret door in her bookcase in yeah. her mansion. <laughs> Um, oh yeah because i was talking about the screw the cia line as well yeah because i find that because that's what he's like he's like because they because she's like i think we have an american mass murderer on our hands and she's like should we contact the cia and he's like no (laughs) screw the cia (laughs) no this is ireland this is our jurisdiction inspector that's on it yeah the the guys that you don't realize are inspector until like after this point, the guys are trying to assault him in the McMahon shipping. Yeah, so and that the 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 killings in McMahon shipping wasn't on the news, but the murder in the hotel room was. Yeah, and they say that like they're worried that they'll scare the the baddies, but if they put it in the news, because they'll know that they know. But like obviously they know. Yeah, and also they put on but, some of the murders for like. Yeah, but like, put on a murder like they know anyway. Yeah, uh, that was about the only plot hole. I'd say, which like. <laughs> is pretty good going. Yeah, and then we get a, a car chase because uh, at this point, I think, or maybe it's a bit later. I'm not too sure now. It's not a bit later because is this not the horse chase? Is he not going around the back? Oh, I think we might be getting mixed up. You know, I think the horse we, chase is later. I just remember because there's a part where he like rips off a bit of like a a, a fucking drain pipe. What do you call it? Fucking 
bit of a gutter. Yeah. He starts big kicking the shit out of people, and for some reason, these guys show up with SRU on their backs like they're FBI, but we don't have that in Ireland. Like they're all wearing it's just to show who they are. And then they one of them picks up like two sticks and starts beating them with those there, <laughs> and they like it's just like turns into like a wee kind of kung fu bit, and it's like. That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. <laughs> no, I think I think we're not actually back at Shavu. I think we're the part is the Screwy CA part happens whenever the guards are in Alice's house hmm. and they're just driving away and they notice the guards are are after them. That's right, yeah. And then Siobhan is like, you know, they're not very good drivers in Ireland and That's then we get right. a wee uh, chase scene. Do you know what I love about that? Do you know if the guards are like decide to come after them? One, it shows because of where the house is, they all have to start reversing because there's no way around. So they all, it shows like for a brief couple of seconds, the three cars start reversing because the, the way they all parked. And I was like, that's a great idea for some guards. <laughs> and then second, whenever they're being chased by the guard car, that's right, I forgot about this. It's one guard car. Yeah. And that entire sequence is definitely like double or triple speed. <laughs> you reckon, yeah. Oh, I was like, I was looking at it and I was like 100%. But that, that's also probably the most expensive shot in the movie because they actually do flip a car at the end. Yeah. <laughs> he drives, there's a part where he drives us into boxes and he's like, whoa. Yeah, no. <laughs> like, yeah, get these random so empty boxes. Them, like, like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I've seen you swerve into them. And at this point, I, re- I realized Siobhan sounded really familiar and I was trying to put my finger on uh, who she sounded like. And I realized she sounds like Bosco. Kind <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of looks like him too. Oh yeah, this is. Oh yeah, okay. Then then we're in the pigsty and there's a fight. Yeah, and uh, she's like Ray, behind you, and then she says it again, and I think they just re- like replay the audio. Yeah, and she keeps just like that's like her like one thing her contribution no. in most of the movies is like Ray, behind you, Ray. No, there is a part where he like kicks the guy to the ground, he starts getting up, and then she does a big massive kick over his face, and then she's like, hmm. yeah. <laughs> got him. Okay, yeah, and this is whenever we go into the house because I have a question: Why does she have a secret door in her bookcase? So yeah, I think we got ahead of ourselves. We yeah, got a wee bit mixed up, but yeah, we're back on track. And then there's the horse race or the horse chase, which I, which I didn't make much sense of either. It he just steals a horse and runs runs away. Then uh, they're like, "Who can ride?" And two guards or special unit or whatever chase after him. And then there's two boys. By a wall and just they just shoot. There's your guns and then the, the two. So horse. did they know that the horses were coming? And also, like why doesn't it scare his horse? But uh, but yeah, he's not even there. Yeah, he <laughs> appears back in the pigsty and gets the beamish. Yeah, it it that kind of doesn't really make sense. What I also find hilarious, what like, my dad, uh, that what was my, so. Yeah, my, I don't know what that was supposed to be at all. What my dad pointed out was these are supposed to be like horses that are in the stables of this mansion grounds, right? And whenever he runs to get on it, they're automatically saddled. And ready for him. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're not just going to leave horses in a stable just saddled all of the time. I thought that was a bit of an inconsistency, you know? Yeah. And then we get a big... Oh, yeah, so he gets the beamish. Uh, he's told... Oh, yeah, he's been on the phone to your man, the blonde-haired boy, I think. And then, uh, yeah, he's going to give them the beamish to get Alice. Mm-hmm. And they meet in a big castle. Yeah, but before that, they do take the detonators out of the B-Mission and destroy them, which I do find hilarious that he somehow knew how to No, that's not at this point either. That's at the end. They give them the... They, he gives them fake B-Mission. I think that's what happens at this point. No, does he not destroy it? And Well, he did... De- no, because oh. remember, there's a part where he's pouring out the pint. Yeah, no, that's... The blonde guy is pouring out the pint. Oh, there's nothing right. in it. Nothing yeah. Yet, yeah. 
So yeah, at this point, he, he hands on the beamish, but it's just regular old beamish. No, but I'm pretty sure before that, the, in her house... Later on. No, I already can't remind you. I should know this. I fucking know what he was. <laughs> you got your notes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and then we got a big um, big showdown here where he fights Widow's Peak Man. Yeah. What happens? Someone shoots... Someone's They're going to shoot him and then someone shoots them. What? So it kind of shows that, like, I think he still has a gun from previous in the movie. Yeah. And it kind of sh- sh- ends up that, like, all of the gunshots, he manages to kill everybody but Widow's Peak Boy. And then they both go to shoot at each other and they're both out of bullets. But I think there was another shooter, wasn't there, that, like, shot the gun out of someone's hand first? Was it the CIA turned up? Or not no, the CIA, that's, but... No, that's the SRU. That they, they, they turn up and they, they like, sh- they take, they, 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 I think he kills one guy and then he, they, they arrest two other lads. Yeah. And yeah, I think one of them does that, yeah. Yeah, okay. And, and then, there's a great moment here where, like, they're they're chasing each other, yeah, and shooting with guns and then they get to this big grassy area. Or now, he, he, what a sweet guy runs away and then, like, uh, Ray goes around the corner and why hits him in the head with a rock. Yeah. And there's like a plank just like leaning against the windowsill and it's like so obvious that it's going to get used and then it just does like a yeah. second later. <laughs> it's like there's no reason for it to be there other than like to get used as a weapon. Um, yeah, and then there's a big... That scrap is funny because they are like... There's like, I think one part where, you know, they show the scene kind of like from behind his head or whatever. I can't, I think both Ray and Willis pictures like scenes from behind his head. So it shows like him getting punched, but then he goes, he's like going back. Then it shows the next scene is from the front of his face. And he's got punched in the face like four or five times and not a mark on him and not a drop of blood. <laughs> um. Oh, yeah. So there's a big fight then. Uh, he kicks kicks the boy out of the grass area to a gravel area and that's like the end of them and then mm. the they all show up the guards and all and arrest everyone yeah and then we get this kind of weird moment where the like um what are they called again or you guys take they drive in the van take two of the guys away uh we see the guy take out his gun and take out the magazine and put in a new one. Yeah. Then they stop at a... We get another petrol station scene. Mm-hmm. Guy goes out to fill it up, and then the guys in the back wrestle the other guy, chuck him out of the van, shoot the two of them, and this is where the no gun... No, that's the very end of the movie. No, that's this part. Is I got it? it here, yeah. Oh, right. And it's, it's just, and the guy goes, runs up to the payphone and like... yeah. Oh no! Yes, that's bit because then uh, no, so yeah, like, yeah, because this is we're going to, so they're actually blanks. So then they think yeah. that these two guys in the SRU are dead. Yeah, hmm. but uh, like this is a weird one of those many plot twists you're talking about. This weird like but, but presumably fi- planned thing that they did for some reason. Yeah, but what I find hilarious about that scene is then the guy at the payphone. He's like, they get up and just walk over to your guy, and he's like, oh, and runs yeah, away, runs and, away then, yeah. and then they, like, call it up, and it's just so yeah. funny, because he's, like, fucking, they, you know, plan going ahead. Yeah. I, yeah, I know but this is where it pays off, that there's no blood in the movie, because we can't tell that those people aren't really shot, yeah. because no one gets really shot. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, it is fucking, yeah, that scene was really weird. Yeah, it, it was really strange. It didn't make any sense. So <laughs> then, darn bad boys didn't even pay for their petrol. <laughs> Um, yeah, so then they go back to, because they had, they bring the Beamish back then to the blonde guys at this point, and then he pours them out. Yeah, and there's nothing in it. There's nothing in it. He, like, gives them money, and he's like, someone will show you out the doll, and then she kills them. Yeah. And, uh... No, no, she doesn't kill them. It's two other guys. It's two other guys, is it? 
Oh, sorry, it's the two guys in the van. It's not the two SRU guys. Sorry. No, no, it's yeah, the two guys in the van. van. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because she does a big, hilarious, like, fucking Spins sw- around, spin yeah. around and, like, stands there with your power pose with a knife. Yeah. Yeah, that's hilarious. And then, did you notice who was playing Pooh? Who? He has the immortal line, government issue, how to get a hold of that, oh, of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, of one of these. That's hilarious, the guy in the uh, green Adidas bottoms. Yeah. Yeah. Who's that? That's not James P. Bennett. Is it? Holy shit, I just put that together when you said it, so it is. Yeah. Why the fuck is he there for one line? <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's in the rest of the movie then, basically. Yeah. He basically replaces Widow's Peak guy as like the, the main, main guy. Like, like, well, not the, the other main guy. That the, main, the main henchman guy. kind yeah. of like, yeah. But yeah, I was like, he's in like a wide shot and I was like, I wrote down, is the lad playing pool from Field Deviation? <laughs> And I was like, fucking, that's James P. Bennett. <laughs> that's why I wrote down his name. And so I had it for like Fatal Deviation. And I was like, no way. Yeah, so part funny. of the Jimmy Bennett uh, cinematic universe. Legacy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> cinematic universe. <laughs> I, I love that. No, he fucking, because this is when, sorry, this is leads into like the, the final act of the movie, we'll say, where he goes into the pub. And he just starts like kicking shit at everybody pretty much in the, like, and it's the final fight scene of him. Yeah. Like the final fights of him going in but what i love is doesn't he go in and he starts scrapping everybody and then the barman from the very start he threatens to hit him with a stick at one point and then doesn't and shows him where to go yeah yeah he's got like a broom or something I, I, so hang on where are we now uh oh yeah but i had a note about like the so when he's like government issued i was like it's just a gun, surely. Actually, do you I've never thought about that in Ireland, like Nation Ireland, but I know what you mean. It's like not really. But it's like, not like yeah, it's not like this Glock is government issue and this is for thugs. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think they put that in so that we know it's the gun with the blanks, which will come into yeah, play yeah. later, yeah. Uh and then I think this is when we get the and I have a note about the blonde guy's acting here. It's like varies between vaguely threatened and, and the socially awkward. <laughs> it's like he definitely seems a bit like on the spectrum. Because <laughs> he keeps like, he's like, keeps, he's like not making eye contact and stuff. And, but it's like, I'm trying to be like, that, that like cool, Can cool, I, like, threatening, threatening thing yeah, that we were talking about. Yeah. Hmm. And sometimes it works and sometimes it's just really strange. Um. Oh yeah, this is when they smash the detonators because I have a note. Can nuclear detonators be destroyed with an MTB bitch bottle? What I found hilarious was how how do they know how to destroy them? How do they know that destroying them doesn't detonate whatever bombs are? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like I was yeah, like, just like smash and then he just mushroom cloud in the background. <laughs> they are crisis averted. Yeah, now we're in the pub. That's we're up to date then. I think. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Um, I quite liked all the scrapping at the end. I thought it was yeah. funny because he's then fighting the main henchwoman, the woman that he's been. He said like, that "No, this fight. is a pub fight now." Oh, the pub fight. So yeah, because yeah. in the pub, he's just like there at the bar, and then like someone runs into blonde guy, and he's like, "He's here." Yeah, yeah. And then they go out and have a big fight. Um, yeah, and that's the part he beats up everyone basically, and then he's going to punch like the barman when he's got like a broom in his hand, I think. Yeah, and he's just like, "No, nah, I'm just punching where to go." Yeah, I just and it goes into the, funny for some reason. That it goes into the the room with the and the blonde guy's back in there, even though he just beat him up. Yeah, I think didn't he beat him up, or maybe he ran away? I'm not too sure. And then he turns around and he's got like a laser pointer taser gun and shoots Ray with it, and he just like falls over and goes yeah, into a load of kegs and stuff. I always thought that, but it was so funny. I was like, "Why doesn't he just shoot him?" 
Why is why so, even a teaser all of a sudden? With a, la- a laser, it, it like fucking needs aimed with a laser, hmm. laser guided taser. <laughs> and then Siobhan shouts behind you again at some point. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, this is the fight now. That That's, yeah, so, yeah, they turn up. Alice is in, oh, we didn't even mention that, where they're playing pool and all, and hmm. Alice is there tied to a chair. And then, yeah, Siobhan and Ray turn up. Um... And he just like takes everyone on one by one basically and fights them all, isn't it? Yeah, fights them all. But then eventually after he gets tasered, don't he get taken to the Gaelic pitch for like no reason at all? Gaelic pitch? At the very end of the movie, he's at a Gaelic pitch. Well, at the very end of the movie is the beach, but at the very end of the movie towards like the last fight scenes are all, they end up at like the Gaelic pitch. Oh yeah, they like, yeah, because he like gets kicked out of a window or something and they're just like out of... Is that, is that yeah, what you're on about? It's, yeah, like, it's, it's just like where, the, where they're at for some reason. Yeah. yeah, I can't remember why they take them because it's... That's hang- just where they're like hang out, hanging out. Yeah, but it's not really mentioned or shown <laughs> yeah. at any other point in the movie and it's like where they've tasered them and now they're just at this Gaelic pitch. Yeah, they take them there. That's where everyone is just for some reason, I suppose. But then, so I did find it funny because this is, then this is where he fights the henchwoman. He gets free and he fights the henchwoman for the last time and she's the one with knives and all. He beats, he beats Jimmy Bennett first. Mm. There's a whole thing. Oh, yeah. They're gonna, um, they're gonna shoot Alice and Siobhan, but they use the gun with the blanks. <laughs> That's right, yeah. And they're like, uh, "What does they say? Something? Are you shot? I don't know. I don't feel shot." Yeah, <laughs> it's like, like, a, it's like yeah. I don't think so or something. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then Ray, like, because they're gonna shoot them, and then Ray realizes that he can just batter everyone. He beats Jimmy Bennett, mm. and then he fights the doll, and she kicks him out the window, and his clothes get dirty again. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, didn't think I was going to come back because <laughs> Alice says something near the start too. It's like, you better not be doing any more fighting so we don't have to get you more clean clothes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then like, he does get his clothes dirty again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he fights. Yeah. So th- yeah. He falls out the window. Then they're outside. And that's is the Gaelic pitch, I think, that you're talking about. Yeah. Kind of. Well, yeah. It's all like, it's during like the Gaelic yeah. clubhouse. Yeah. And then he gets kicked out on towards the pitch. That's just where they're hanging out for whatever reason. But yeah, I liked how the woman then was like the hardest fight, basically, mm-hmm. which I liked until... Until she just gets punched in the face at the end. Well, what I thought was hilarious was after he beats the woman, the blonde man shows up with the gun, and you actually hear the gunshot. But somehow he doesn't hit him, and he, within that time, he manages to take a knife out of a wall and throw it into his heart. And you actually do hear a gunshot, and it's like, yeah, not sure. You see it on, you see the gun hole on the on like the door that the knife's in as well. I know, yeah, but I just thought it was funny. It was like he's like ten feet away from him. <laughs> I know, yeah. yeah. But then the part after that, I did laugh at the two SRU guys show up, and they're like, oh, yeah. and they're like, fucking, what are you gonna do? Help me? And they're like, oh, we can't do anything, you know. We were, never, like, we're here. never here. Yeah. And then he just fucking boots the both of them and knocks them both. Yeah, it's ass. like if you aren't here, you won't mind me doing this or something like that. Yeah, exactly. And he just fucking kicks. He just knocks them out. I just thought that bit was hilarious. Like, and then we get the best payoff of the whole flyer thing. Because he comes up with two bouquets. He to the beach with two bunches of flowers <laughs> for the two dolls. And do you know what I find funny? So I was watching my parents and my parents were like, look at them. They look like they're freezing on that beach. <laughs> <laughs> they look like completely different people at that point. Yeah, because Alice has like an awful lot of red lipstick on yeah. and like her hair and all done. And Javon's yeah. like done up in a weird way too. Yeah. 
I just noticed it. I was like, they really like went over the top at the very end here. It's yeah. like they just went to beauticians beforehand. I was like, what, for the beach? And the weird thing too, in the movie, I was more interested in Siobhan at the end. She was in the movie far more. Yeah, and she's better crack. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she was funny. She had like one-liners and yeah. stuff like, you know. Yeah, because that's right. There was one one-liner I forgot. When we're getting interviewed by the by the police, like halfway through the movie in that house, She's they're asked, but where's the beamish? And she goes, um, I prefer lager. <laughs> <laughs> I had that written down and I was trying to like yeah. I read it and I was like what's that line I was like that's fantastic Like, <laughs> and then the most awkward ending ever that kiss is horrible he finally gets his kiss but it like it just goes <laughs> Alice is like puts the Alice light on her back and he's just on top of her and he just they're kissing for ages and Siobhan just doesn't know what to do mm. and he's just like what the hell's going on and it just holds for so long and it's so uncomfortable but it's so funny there's there's a scene, a couple of scenes before that that are you know, like the pickup shots to show the landscape. One of those are the one I was talking to you off air, and it looks like one of them off mic, as they say in the biz, is just literally probably a camcorder or just a photo of a painting of a nice Irish landscape. Mm-hmm. That's what it looks like. It doesn't look like it's a real landscape. I'm gonna have to go back and check this. Out, yeah, Jeff. just like you know, it might just be the graininess of the footage, <laughs> but like it just looks like it might not be a real actual shot. It's hard to tell, yeah. Mm. So, um, yeah, I went and had a wee look at the comments on YouTube after I finished this then. Mm-hmm. And this is the, this one stood out to me. This film is unreal. I'm giving it a 9 out of 10. It loses a mark because it shows Jimmy Bennett losing a fight, which, as we all know, was impossible and unrealistic. <laughs> <laughs> I'd laugh if, like, Jimmy Bennett has this pure underground fall in Ireland. Maybe he doesn't even know about, like... <laughs> <laughs> Hardest man in Ireland, Conor McGregor. Nah, nah, nah. Jimmy Benister. <laughs> oh, now we're on to the. Okay, so I want to point out. So if I was to rate like the movies in like you know from best to worst, or my favorite, it would probably go Moving Target, Fatal Deviation, and uh, Blackbird. And the thing is, is Blackbird is the highest production. It probably one hundred percent is the highest yeah. production value. It felt very weird. Probably not as much as you because you only watched Moving Target, but you obviously had already seen Beatle Division. Mm. But for me, after watching the both of them, and like, first of all, seeing something in HD, yeah. <laughs> something above 480p on YouTube, uh, like proper shots. <laughs> I just loved, even before the movie started, it was like Dance Lord Pictures and Egg Studios. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I that Egg Studios just made me think it was funded by Frank from It's Always Sunny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And it opens with like three different sweeping drone shots, which obviously means it's got a budget. Yeah. Although it doesn't really because anyone can do that now. Yeah, but I mean, there's definitely so... Like, he definitely put millions into this movie, like, you know. But that's the thing that uh, Red Letter Media pointed out before. I think it was actually in that same episode where they watched new movies and they were talking about how, like, everyone does that now. It's like every trailer starts with, like... I think that was their criteria for how they find the movies. It's like it has to have a drone shot in the trailer because it's like that's how people show that they make a movie look like they've got a budget because back in the day you would have had to hire a helicopter, helicopter and do it like that yeah, but now it's, but now it's like yeah um so, yeah. What I, my first my first thing is after about 10 minutes into the movie i wrote high budget low quality <laughs> very astute <laughs> yeah I, I looked it up as well uh just as it was starting and i it said directed produced written by and starring michael flatley <laughs> aka victor black Blackley. Yeah. <laughs> AKA Blackbird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
I didn't even put together the Blackley and Blackbird. That wasn't much of a secret <laughs> name, was it? <laughs> no, not really. But yeah, that's just so if you're not aware, this is a complete vanity project from him. Yeah, like I knew it was going to be a complete vanity project, but I was like, maybe he had a bit of fun with it. And just this yeah. action scene after action scene, it was just nonsense. But it literally takes about, it's an hour and a half long and it takes an hour and 15 minutes for the first action fucking scene. Yeah. Like, see, like this is not a joke. I, I literally, whenever the first action scene sort of properly happened, I paused the movie to see how long it was left and it was 15 minutes left. Yeah. And I was like, I also wrote down bad James Bond fan fiction. Yeah, I think that's what I told you it was going to be as well. I was like, I think that was like how I described it. It was like, um, like imitation James Bond or something. It's far. F- like it's really trying to be that. Like, yeah, because like there's a lot of scenes in it where you can kind of see where it's supposed to be. Also, I don't get where he wears like the hat crooked so much. <laughs> and like I always, I'm not gonna lie, I was kind of, I, I was kind of hoping that- his hats are all angled so jauntily. Yeah. <laughs> I was kind of hoping at the start because it kind of opens the funeral of like his like love or whatever. I was like, yeah. oh, I was like, please, please tell me he just loves the John Wick movies, and I would have just <laughs> loved to have seen just all right. I'm gonna go find my wife's killer, and he just fucking goes just like that. Would I would have enjoyed that? Like, yeah, I was like, you have the money, man. It's kind of more of like a a James Bond slash Casablanca type thing where he like just goes in, into like. He's somewhere in the Carib- some Caribbean island or something, isn't that where he's Yeah, and he, like, owns a hotel yeah. with all of his old, like, secret agent buddies. Yeah. So, yeah. All still work for him, but instead of working as the secret agent team, they're all, like, receptionists and stuff in a hotel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he's part of um, a secret, I guess, which is supposed to be an Irish secret service team called the Chieftains, mm-hmm. which is just, like... So, like, was all of their, like, code names, like, Frost is all over and, like, different Chieftain songs? Or? <laughs> but it's just, like, one of those n- names that's, like, so low effort. <laughs> yeah, 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 I know what you mean. It's like, it what's, 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 what's... Even what's choose a- an Irish word, that would have been better. Yeah, like, yeah. not just the Chieftains, for God's sake. <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah, just, yeah, just pick an Irish word. There was actually, there was Irish spoken in the movie. The uh, the funeral is the priest does the funeral in Irish oh, yeah. and there's a couple of he speaks Irish a couple of times I think dude yeah. that's about one of the only things I like they don't even explain who gets buried to like halfway through the movie no because I, I was very confused because halfway through the movie a new love interest shows up but at his hotel yeah. with her fiance and then then you kind of start finding out who she was yeah it's a bit weird it's obviously like so he the whole point is that it starts off. Um, He's at a funeral and it goes like, um, he's like walking off and some guy's like, don't worry, he's one of us. <laughs> and then it goes to 10 years later. So the whole point is that uh, his character used to be a badass uh, sp- secret agent, um, retires because of, he buries someone, we don't know who it is. And he's got like this troubled past and that's supposed to be like you're sympathetic to him or whatever. But yeah, then that gets I was m- not. But then that gets modeled with this new doll who is like an, an who old, also was uh, a part of his team. She's in the team and was an old flame as well. Yes, who at the same time that he was with the old flame, and I love the way you use old flame because the person that died is because she was burned alive. That's not a joke. They keep they they literally eventually when she comes in halfway through they hint at it for like the next like forty five fucking minutes until they actually burn her. They don't see it either. Yeah, right, yeah. that's another movie. This 
this wouldn't exist without fatal deviation because there's loads of vague flashbacks. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Fatal deviation and flashbacks make more fucking sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. But yeah, I'm trying to think like what, like. It was very boring. I what found it very hard to keep concentrated because I was like, this, every scene was like going sort of nowhere. Oh, they like, should, like, if they, if they did some sort of establishing thing where he was with her and then things went wrong, maybe he. Uh, thought that she died and then she is the one coming back like that would have had more weight but it kind of like because the whole you're supposed to sympathize with him because he loses someone and then but then they have this past it like it, it all gets very muddled and you don't really like you're not sure what you just really don't care it, at all it, like di- <laughs> it dilutes what the person he lost because they're like she's like i love you at some at this yeah. point and then and like but then but she's there with her fiance who it turns out is yeah. a part of a secret cabal according to the ring he's wearing which is a great thing for a secret cabal to have. An identification ring is exactly what a world secret organization would have, is a ring that people quite commonly know is an identification for them. <laughs> but, so Julia Roberts' brother... Do you remember <laughs> at the start first? Um, the It's the guy they get the, like... The, whatever the MacGuffin is in this, I can't remember now. It's uh, So it's a thing that can help improve... The body's immune system and making it pretty much impervious to anything. But but they change. If you change one component, it'll destroy a person's immune system. So you introduce it to the water supply, and it'll destroy a whole town. That's it's it's pretty, pretty standard James Bond stuff. Ah uh, no, they do it way better. Like yeah, I know, but it's like <laughs> yeah, don't you mean? It's like. a ridiculous like world-ending device, and like yeah, yeah but it's just the fact. But do you remember? So uh, there's a thing that this happens at the start where I think it's a guy that has this. He goes into the church hmm. and he just like shifts the nun. <laughs> and you're like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> <laughs> and then like she leaves then and like takes off her habit and it turns out she's some kind of slut the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but it's so jarred the way it happens. Like she takes it off and she's like wearing like a leather jacket under it and all and like these like tight like like tights hmm. jeans or whatever legging things and that was all under like her nun's outfit and then she has he gave her the thing i can't even remember how <laughs> so, yeah, i'm just, hoping you remember this more than me because it's just I, don't, I just remember being a bit confused i was like i was kind of bored and confused all at the same time an awful lot because i understand what you mean yeah. about the whole modeling thing there was an awful lot of stuff that was like very convoluted ideas which which should have just been simple boy probably had a suit round oh yeah that was the the torture scene with the like one of the bad guys that like he's only in this random scene where he's like torturing someone he's oh, drinking yeah. wine yeah and i thought he said big tuna i was really good. i even wrote it down i was like did he call him big tuna <laughs> <laughs> uh oh yeah and he's like oh this guy like messed up so this is how they introduce their like their big bad but like only kind of the big bad guy yeah because the other guy that you're talking about that's in the hotel is the is the main like Big antagonist yeah and basically he's got this guy tied up and he's like oh you didn't you disrespected me or something and then this boy has a machete behind him and like be- presumably beheads him yeah and i think that's what i was on about boy probably just shit ruined because he was sitting right in front of him and he probably just got wrecked yeah um yeah and that then that would be farouk that was the yeah. guy who was supposed to be buying the uh yeah immunity the what the thing is it says this destroys your immune system so it's literally the AIDS virus, because <laughs> that's what AIDS does. Autoimmune yeah. deficiency syndrome. It's just an accelerated version of that. Yeah. That's all I could think of. I was like, 
So it's just a card of HIV. Yeah, I guess so. And it seems. I was like, maybe possible. I don't know. It was just, yeah. I was just a wee bit weird. I was just like, it's just, it was just such a weird. Like, it, why did they? Like, they could have just said virus. You know what I mean? It was just such a weird, like, yeah, specific. Yeah, it was such a convoluted version of like a bioweapon. Yeah, they could have just said bioweapon. It'll destroy a town. But like, and it like, also had no reason to be something that that could be used for good, but turned bad. It could have just been. Yeah, exactly. It could have just been a like just been like yeah. it's a bioweapon that'll kill people. Yeah. But I love the part where um, they do the background check on your one, Vivian, I think was her name, the blonde doll. Mm. Her fiancé or husband, whatever it is. They yeah, do Julie like, Roberts' brother, Eric Roberts. Yeah, they do... Uh, Have you ever seen Scream Queens? The girl Emma Roberts and that, that's his daughter. Oh, right, okay. I just found that out because I like looked them up today. Because <laughs> you know, you're like, just looking up people yeah. in the movie and I was like, huh, I never realised that was Julie Roberts' brother. Yeah, that's why I'm putting that in. This is we yeah. factoids, you know. I know him from like loads of stuff, but yeah, when, so I lo- when I looked him up, I didn't recognize anything as him. So I don't know. He's just got one of those. Well, apparently, he's been in 700 movies in his entire career. So, so that's why he's in this one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I was wondering, I was like, why did they get specifically this semi-famous guy? But I know that I've seen him and stuff, and I've really liked him and stuff. He, yeah. he has a tendency to usually play. I'm pretty sure an asshole or a bad yeah. guy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, anyway, so they look him up, and they're, they they call a guy and. <laughs> this guy in this phone booth and they mentioned his name Molyneux something what's his name oh it is just Molyneux isn't it something like that yeah um <laughs> and the guy in the, he's a, they're like they bring they mention his name and he's like I'm thinking no, or I think they like it's like well do you know him and he's like I'm thinking and he's like yes he's extremely dangerous <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's just slipped his mind for a second it's like Molyneux 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 oh yeah he's yeah, extremely yeah, dangerous yeah, it's like so like just on the nose <laughs> Um, I liked as we um, uh, what's the word for it when you say cheers his uh, slant you yeah but like a general name for that I don't know it is just tears and I think yeah well his we speech the to life and prosperity and for those of you who don't drink with sincerity may you be damned to eternity <laughs> that's pretty good I didn't pick up on that I was wondering if that, like is that a thing or did they just make it up for the movie because it's made up for the movie that's the the only good thing about it <laughs> yeah. like I'll even point out there's a point I think he takes your doll Vivian for a dance at some point and talks to her yeah. and I felt so underwhelmed <laughs> that dance yeah. I was like this man has a, a dancing icon and they can't even do a good fucking dance scene I like, know I was expecting like at least RRR had a big epic dance scene in the middle of it. Like, <laughs> yeah. I thought there was going to be something. And it was just so boring. That was, I was like, and it was so awkward too, because he doesn't even like, like if, it was, if that was James Bond, he would be like, he would approach, the, he'd approach the guy and be like, may I borrow for a dance? And yeah, like, like Pierce sweep her off her feet, but he just grabs her. They do a dance and then she's like, aren't you going to say anything? And he's like, I just did. Yeah. I thought that was fucking terrible. Like, so weird, yeah. But I also thought the dancing just wasn't that impressive. And I was like, no. you're, a, you're literally a dance icon. Would you not fucking do something like yeah, we, and there's the the Belfast doll singing hmm. Maggie you want to say yeah the doll Ma- that Magdalene? eventually the Magdalene yeah, the doll that it. eventually betrays him sort of and then she starts singing kind of half-assed yeah kind of half-assed she immediately admits to it and starts crying yeah. and then she's still part of the crew 
And I like how he... Because she loves him, by the way. Just want to point that out. Yeah. Every single woman in this movie loves Michael Flatley. Obviously, like, she goes to his room. (laughs) Obviously. (laughs) Oh, shit, yeah, she goes to his room. She goes to his room and uh, she, like, takes off her clothes and he puts them back on and, like, sends her on her way. And she's like, I don't understand. Or something, but yeah. I, I, I just gonna write it in the script that the smoke show wants to wants to buck me, but I'm better than half. That. <laughs> <laughs> so like when you say vanity project, this entire movie just might as well be a mirror. Like, the, like that was <laughs> like I thought it was like I thought it was just gonna be like the room where it like just. <laughs> It's just him banging away. Yeah. Like I thought he would just bang like her, but Frank like, but it's, like, forward. it's even more like egotistic. Where he's like, I don't even need. There's, there's, there's to bang the pure babe. This, be- this beautiful woman about a third of my age. No, no, no. I'm t- actually too good for her. She's below me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and again, because that whole scene was so weird too. Like it was completely kind of out of the blue. Because it's like her singing, isn't it? The Belfast girl. Yeah. And it's like next scene, it's just her like naked. You asked us at the next scene. I have no idea. It's just a big blur to be. To I, be totally I have a honest. feeling they're around the same yeah. time. I have a feeling it's like her singing. The I th- and I think scene. also because like I don't have much notes on this, so I could be. I'm probably leaving out big chunks at a time. Um, I wouldn't worry. But like to be honest, I didn't write much on this too because I just felt like there wasn't much to write. Yeah, I will say too. It was. It was weird watching this because it was very. There were so many Irish people. <laughs> That's so weird <laughs> to me. I don't know because it was like are not another a lot of northerners in this one as well. Yeah, no, and it was, but in all fairness, at least let them keep all their accents. Yeah. Like you know, like that's what I mean. It's just weird to hear like it was because it was such. It was like it was like the other two movies. There was such a mix of accents. Do you know what I mean? Usually, if you hear like even like Irish movies, yeah. it's usually the same accent. But this was and just fucking yeah. Wherever you're from, you're from fucking Belfast. Yeah, yeah. Good way. And I think what I what was weird with this too after going from. For me, it was Moving Target, and then I watched Fatal Deviation, and then I watched this. Moving Target, maybe not as much, but but Moving Target and Fatal Deviation, to a point, you have to put in a certain amount of effort with them because they are a wee bit awkward, and like you have to like stick with them, and especially that whole like middle section, Fatal Deviation, hmm. where this did just kind of go, <laughs> and I wasn't really like, I wasn't enjoying it, but I also wasn't like put off by it too much, and I was like halfway through the movie, and I was like, this is fine. I was completely opposite, man. I was like, "This is an absolute chore." Hey, <laughs> oh, I really, was, I really didn't like it. Like, I was like, I think, but I think it is. I think it's just from going from those two movies where it was like it was such higher production, and there was nothing really like too jarring in it. It just felt like, and I was surprised that he directed. I, he must have had like help or something because like it's very competently directed. It looks oh, like a it, oh production values are through the roof. But, but even but the direction, like usually, like. Uh, you get like these weird direction choices, if, like from a like, like a, fucking like it'd be. I know what you mean. You'd be like he, he like likes a Dutch just, angle or something. So yeah, he does just it like every scene or something like, like that. There, yeah. But you know, it's actually all like it. It lo- completely passes for a real movie, mm. and I think it was. I think it was from going from. <laughs> <laughs> like it completely passes for a real movie. Like you wouldn't be. You watch it and you're like, Geez, this is almost like, like watching a real movie. It's just like a movie. <laughs> Yeah, it just kind of like flowed for me for the first half or so anyway. And I was like, this is all just going fine. Like, I'm not really, nothing has happened, but I'm not like See, that's upset. like, can get to, okay, I mean, so like, I actually watched it today and I woke up at like seven in the morning and I was like, well, I need to watch this for the podcast. It's like, I'll stick it on, watch it in bed. It's the first thing I did for my day. And I swear it was a bad start to my day. Hey, yeah. that fucking just put me in a wrong mood for the whole day. Because <laughs> I was just like watching it and I was like. This is such a fucking chore. Like yeah. that's like just something happened. Like and then I wrote down because eventually it gets to like this is when I really thought it was trying to be James Bond. Is he with Eric Roberts' character? 
he ends up having a card game with him and it's all oh like my God. fucking that oh, hang on we'll, we'll get to that i wanted <laughs> to point out first the part where they go, they're, they're on the boat and he's got like his banker there and his laptop just like doing like doing something i don't really understand what he, was going he, he's on he's looking for payment from farouk for yeah. the thing and he's like uh he, he, what does he say to him oh uh, Turns out anyway, he hasn't paid him yet. Yeah, and he just throws his banker off the boat. And he throws him off the boat. And another guy in the boat was like, you can't throw people off the boat. And then the big guy just breaks his neck and chucks him off, off the, the boat, boat too. <laughs> it's like, what did you do that for? Uh, yeah, and then we get the... I think this is skipping on a bit too. We have we find out, or Manu finds out who... Um, what's his name? Victor Blakely, was that what it was? Blackley. Blackley. He finds... That's why it's Blackbird. Oh, yeah, because he doesn't want to do anything. He finds out that uh, Manu's a bad guy yeah. and he, he's not going to do anything because he's, he's out of the game and all his, yeah. like, team are trying to, like, get him involved because they've like, got to do the right thing. And yeah, even though there's, like, eight of them, yeah. they can't do anything without him. Like, yeah. they could... They should technically very easily be able to do this themselves. Yeah. But and then the other, the other Belfast guy, he, like, eventually... He keeps wanting to do something and... Uh, thing we keep saying nah and eventually he like confronts Vivian and is like you're married to a bad man You, we used to stop people like let's not marry them blah 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 whatever then she finds the thing in the briefcase and gives it to Victor mm. and then that sets in motion where um, well and you tries to work out who he is and all and all this here and then we get up to the the, the uh, card game with zero tension. Oh my god, it's so bad. Also, I want to point out. You see, this is where it was really deep on S two because he's is, in he's in like a white suit jacket, yeah, like the bow tie. It's, it's a very quintessential, like uh, James Bond, Bond movie. Yeah, but it's quintessential James Bond style. Like yeah. everything is just ripped out of yeah. like Casino Royale or like one of the yeah. old fucking Sean Connery. There's a Doctor No. Doctor No is the first one. It might be in that. There's a big like card game in that. Mm. Is a. You know what was very reminiscent of as well? City Hunter. <laughs> uh, the, the City Hunter one made more sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because they play, I, th- I think I said the same card name, Baccarat or something. That's always like, there's something from a James Bond movie. Mm. And is it, the, is it the James Bond movie with uh, Christopher Walken in it where they play that weird game where it's like they're they're like, on these things and they're playing some war game and every time oh and maybe it's the is it Die Another Day maybe one of those I just remember some like James Bond movie where they're uh, it's like um, it's like Battleship or is that what's that board game yeah the one where it's like you, you, yeah, you, you, you like it's like A5 electro- whatever yeah it's like electronic version of that where you're like holding these big metal things and every time you get like something destroyed you'd like electrocute you I can't remember that. I either. remember that from some of the James Bond movies, but it's a it's a common James Bond trope where you have a card game or something similar, some kind of some game. Some kind of game, and usually some kind James, of sh- James would have yeah. to win, and it shows like, yeah. But the thing is, in James Bond, it's usually, there's this tension of the bad guy doesn't know who James Bond is, or maybe he does know, but James Bond doesn't know who he is. Yeah. And That's they- always like a, a thing, and it's like, it's this showdown with the bad guy and James Bond before the actual showdown and there's a lot and of tension. And it's more of, it's more of a battle of wits yeah, and, and, and sussing each other and out. James Bond is still undercover, either is undercover or has had his cover blown but he doesn't know. So it, yeah, he's, yeah, I know yeah. what you mean, he's either undercover or doesn't know that the bad, and thinks, yeah. or the bad guy doesn't know. It's, yeah. a cha- it's a chance for them to have a showdown before the climax of the movie in like a, a civilised, like tense way. Yeah, and it's basically. more of a battle of wits. Whereas yeah. this, 
Eric Roberts character, Molyneux, literally goes, all right, judging by your cards, Blackbird, I know exactly who you are. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm gutted uh, you hold your cards really tight that shows yeah. that you're uh, an uptight person. And you like, don't trust people and yeah, all don't this trust here. People just starts to psychoanalyze them. And then it's like one of those, back. It's like, one of those things that like, like even when he said, it's like, I can, you can say a lot about a man, the way he plays cards. And I just was like, <sighs> it's like, yeah, it's like, because it sounds, it sounds, <laughs> it's uh, a stupid person writing clever, <laughs> writing what they think is clever, clever dialogue. dialogue yeah. Yeah. But it's like, you're supposed to be it's like, but like a card game, like what they're doing there, even with their dress, it's like, it's such an obvious trope. You don't need to explain what they're doing and literally <laughs> each character explains what they think of each other yeah <laughs> it's just like Jesus but the best part was whenever michael Flatley's character called his character a narcissist yeah <laughs> <laughs> the guy who the, <laughs> who's paying <laughs> writing and directing the entire movie about himself yeah <laughs> and he's like well you want to be uh deemed you want to be interpreted as being intellect intellectual so you're clearly a narcissist and all here's like that <laughs> come yeah. on yeah <laughs> like a, good joke yeah um but even just the the it's it's such a bad choice of game too i think like because i think they should have a dance off i'm a fucking Irish man yeah just i just, just like do you know what i mean like they could have there was so many op- been, opportunities yeah, in this movie a, for him to like make jokes and that, like yeah you could have you could have gone back to so say the point where um, he danced with the doll. Yeah. That could have started the same. They just have a, a wee slow dance. Then the husband gets jealous and then he dances with her. Yeah. And they could have had like a wee like, uh, sp- like, like slowly like accelerating, like, like more dance. More, like yeah. trying to outdo each other. Yeah, yeah. Like- yeah. And then, yeah, that, that would have been a way, way more interesting. Like obviously Michael Fatley would have won and he could have been like graciously like, um, that like gives him gives her back to him. Is like thank you for letting me borrow your dance partner. And it could have been like this really like yeah, yeah like, like cool. he'd like he'd like kiss her hand and give a wink or something and leave. Yeah, and be really know, like, really cool and like like I just I just humiliated you, but I'm I don't even care. Like yeah, yeah. take her back, that kind of thing. Hmm. But yeah, like even the way, but it, <laughs> but like the way the poker game works is like we kind of know. Like I knew that. He was going to get a straight flush. Yeah, no, I did too. I was like, I, I was like, I knew, I already know what hand you're going to get. Yeah, you know what I mean. I was like, I'm just like waiting there for like, all right, here we go. And it's like, there's no, like, you don't. You, if you're going to win, he would have to win by bluffing. That's what makes it interesting. Mm. He would have to outplay him and make him fold, and then be like, I've only got a two twos. Yeah, something like that. But like he goes all in and it's like, yeah, obviously we can see and it's Texas Hold'em as well. So you can see what's on the thing. Yeah, yeah, so you just work out. It's like, well, the best he's got that. So he, he's got a full house and it's like, I see two cards similar there in the same suit. So he's got a straight flush. It's like, just get on with it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just so pointless. That's what I felt too. And I was like, but I mean, I actually felt like, like I actually felt like it's supposed to be a scene that adds tension and builds up in the battle of wit between the guys. And it's like, I felt like this is lowering the tension. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like, I feel like there's, there's, there's less reason to be stressed. After this, we get our first, sorry. After this, we get our only action scene. <laughs> <laughs> is that the flashback? Kind no, of. No, the. Oh no, the, the squat. The bag comes in at the bar. Yeah. And he, yeah. It's about four punches. 
well, and he punches I, him to death. Yeah, and he punches him to death and that. And I love the way the guy goes up and puts his fingers and things like, he's dead. Yeah, he's, he just, these are all like supposed to be secret agents that have murdered people loads of times. And they're like, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, he just like puts his uh, fingers to his throat and shakes his head. Yeah. And I get I get the point of that scene, but it came it comes way too late. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's, it's supposed to be he's back in business. Like, Well, no, I, I, th- I thought it was just supposed to be like, if you weren't sure that he's badass, he's badass. Mm. Because he doesn't even get punched. I don't think like the guy swings from him. He ducks, yeah, he gives he him ducks. a few punches, and then just punches him to death. You'd need to have a scene like that at the start so that you know how threatening he, he is. Like, that he's an actual ex-badass. Like I kind of more took it as like, oh, I suppose that he's kind of badass now. And he releases a bit of anger by like, because he punches yeah. him a few times in the ground, actually. But I think it more as well is supposed to be like, I think it's all right, be, like, he's finally back to you. Like, right. Way, like, yeah. Because it's the, well, only, that, that time, the that, only time he's actually like, it's, not, it's yeah. the start of him being that, like at all. Yeah, bad, that would have worked as like, I'm back if there was still that scene. Yeah, I know what you mean. It would have yeah. made more sense. Yeah. It would have been if they even like sort of did like, that exact it, same way. It's a setup. It's a it's a setup that's immediately paid off in like the next scene. Yeah. Whenever he turns up with the device to give it back to the guy, hmm. and then the guys appear with guns, and he just goes kicks their ass. I was yeah, like, that's. I was like, oh, I know that he's able to kick their ass because he did it two seconds ago. But Thank also, you for setting that up. I want to point out when he goes to meet the thing and he meets Bellamy, he ends up like going, and two guys take him away to shoot him because he like kind of fakes renders, and then he kicks their asses entirely they, off screen. Yeah, I and know. you don't see any of it, and he just comes walking around the corner. With a wee bit of blood on and him. For some reason, instead of just shooting him, they take him around the corner. Yeah. And then it's like, you hear like... Uh, <laughs> Wait, you hear like yeah. max sound effects. Yeah. yeah. And, then, <laughs> <laughs> like you do. and then like five gunshots and Manu's like got the smug look and he's just like, they have killed him. Hmm. I can only assume because they went around the corner for some reason. Yeah. And then like you said, you missed that whole action scene because he's just there bloody. Yeah. And then... Um, then there's a weird shootout. Where they're oh literally him and his friend are standing in the middle and then they have guns and yeah, they're he, like... He gives... <laughs> what does he say? He, says, he, g- he gives the thing to Farouk and then Farouk is like... Oh, this is another really frustrating part of the movie. <laughs> Farouk is like, um, you stuck to your word. I respect that. And I hope this is what you say it is. Otherwise, come April, I'll be hunting blackbirds. Yeah. And he goes in close and is like, don't make promises you can't keep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it looks he gets so close I thought he was going to kiss him like. and yeah and then Farouk leaves and then Molyneux's like you know you're going to die and then they just sh- <laughs> he does the only fucking good line what is it I wrote it down oh wait there's a- <laughs> before that I think it's after he batters the guys mm. and then uh, he comes back around and Molyneux says something and Vivian's like uh, he's the blackbird you fool <laughs> 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 obviously you can't beat him but then, so yeah, after Furk leaves and then he's like, well, and he's like, you know, you're going to die. Uh, he goes, shall we dance? Yeah. yeah. Like, th- yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, yeah, that's brilliant. Like, yeah. But then they just shoot, shoot each other and it fades to black. No, it, it does like an, it's just weird. It like, there's an, e- like, like a drone yeah, shot drone, going like, up. Yeah. The, like slowly zooms out and then just fades to black and you don't even see who you like died. And there's no, like, they're not even hiding behind shit. They're just like. They're just standing, <laughs> but also there's like it's like four versus two, and yeah. somehow they win. They just shit. Yeah, I don't know. But then, then the next scene, you just see that the guy that's like his best friend is like um, he just has a fucking sling on his arm, yeah. and that's it. Like it's all done. And then it goes to Farouk, and they. It's obviously not the real thing, hmm. which I think is to imply that there's going to be, be a sequel. sequel. So we'll go to cinema to see that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I realized this is when I realized too. It, what, exactly what you what you were saying. Action movie with no action. Yeah. At least Fatal, De- Fatal, Fatal Deviation and Moving Target had car chases. You need a car chase at least. Yeah, no. Come but, on, like. 
The, Especially was, if you're trying to be Bond. I know, yeah. He just, I don't know. I just, I thought it was like terrible Bond fan fiction. Yeah. It was like, it was like, <laughs> it's like he watches James Bond. You know, do you know what I really love? The suits and the style and yeah. that's about it. Just completely misunderstanding the point, yeah. I don't know. So, yeah. Don't bother. Do you think we would have enjoyed this if we watched it together? Probably no. not even. No, I, I, think think we, I think it would have. I think if we, I, I would, would, think watch, we I'd probably watch Basket Case. <laughs> I would too. Yeah, I'm not lying. I think this is one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. I just really did not like it. It was like, a movie like this is extra annoying because there's not even, it's not even interesting. Yeah, there was just nothing I could You can't from even it. go like, oh, that was a funny choice. The only thing I could glean from it choice. is that Michael Flatley's a narcissist. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> But yeah, it's like, it's just so, so nothing. Yeah, there's there's nothing to it. There's nothing to glean from it. Good production values, I guess. Yeah. So there you go. We can heartily recommend Moving Target. Oh, yeah. And Fatal Deviation, but Moving Target was definitely the gem. But Moving Target was just so unexpectedly good. Yeah. Like, I just really was surprised at how much I was much so dreaded and I was like, this. Is, I just had a feeling that it was going to be one of those just bad movies. So did I, yeah. And I think because... Because we watched Fatal Aviation before and it has its moments, but it is still, I had that memory of it being a bit of a slog at the same time. Mm. And I think like, especially that slog doesn't matter when you're watching with mates, like when it gets dull, it, yeah. does, it doesn't really matter. Because you joke amongst yourselves. Yeah. Like. Whereas I was definitely worried that I was just going to be bored with Moving Target, but no, definitely not bored Mo- at Moving all. Moving Target is like just, it's a well Charmin movie or something. Yeah. It just kind of, you, you just get into things, it, like it's yeah, just things great. things keep like, happening. It, it, like there's no lull. It's just... There's a bit of humour in there. Like there's, like there's not like too much, but there's just things that are just funny in it. Like, you know, it's yeah. just, we, like it's just very good. Like Yeah. Hmm. So yeah, completely recommend it. And uh, the first time we watched Fatal Aviation... We had an idea where we were going to make uh, <laughs> the prequel. prequel. Yeah, but his badass dad. Where, and we were going to call it uh, Lethal Deviation. Because <laughs> it's not quite fatal. Yeah. But I was thinking that could be something to do. Uh, we could do a podcast where we try to to write that the story. That yeah, that'd script, be good. Yeah, because yeah, I remember because it was like, because one of the things we had was the pensioner guy because he keeps sneaking up on them. So his backstory was going to be that he did train with his dad. And it turns out that he actually was the sneakiest like person ever. And he always was able to get one up on the dad. And that's why he could always sneak up on them. <laughs> I think we had it cast as well. Aaron was going to play uh, Bennett. And yeah. I think Damien might have been like the bad guy. Yeah, <laughs> like he wanted to be the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And the Angus, I think, was going to be the monk. He was, yeah, sadly. R.I.P. Yeah. Well, Angus kind of looked never like make monk. that movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he would have been a great young monk. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we should try and do that sometime for the crack. Yeah, we should fully cast it and just what we think. Yeah, because I, I think the whole idea was to watch the movie and every single plot hole fill it. Yeah, with yeah. The Give it a really rich backstory. Yeah, that, like, so that everything makes sense. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. But the bad news is we're probably both going to have to watch the movie again. And yeah. <laughs> well, we Or can, maybe there's a plot. Hopefully there's a plot somewhere online. Yeah, can just read. <laughs> come on. Wikipedia. <laughs> maybe if we email Jimmy Bennett. Oh my God. If we just do James P. Bennett at gmail.com and then do James P. Bennett <laughs> 1 at gmail.com and just do all of those Jimmy Bennett yeah yeah just do James all the variations Bennett. and just email him the same thing yeah and just, one of them's bound to him like. there's gotta be a way I'm gonna look into this yeah because there has to be a way to contact him there must be some way like there must be like I'm if, sure Mikey's not busy with anything either yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> just contact boys because yeah. like, he's contact with Mikey and he's like he's wanting to contact him he's like yeah, do you know how to get in contact with Jimmy Bennett <laughs> <laughs> 
He's, yeah, he's like, another boys one fan. It's like, we really love Fiddly. <laughs> Can we have a word? And he's like, what was that? <laughs> uh, all right, that's going to do us. Yeah, it's a uh, happy Paddy's Day. Happy everyone. Paddy's Day. Don't get too drunk. Love and survive.